0: What it is, what it do, gamers. This is Kevin, aka Shownuff 71, and we're coming to you with season one, episode 15 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. Along with me in the digital studio, we've got the Bay Area Terra. Des What's going on, my friend?
1: Nothing much. Just you know, here talking about video games with, you know, two of the most knowledgeable video game people I know.
0: So happy oh. to be here. Oh. I wish I could do Bill Cosby's lab. Oh. <laughs> is it okay to say Bill Cosby post rape accusation? Is that okay? Is that? Is, uh, I, it, I, it, I don't know. It's okay.
2: It's okay. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm. I. You know,
0: the he,
1: views he, of he. the views expressed in in gamer in a, in uh the gaming vessels is not indicative of. So,
0: and also in the digital studio we got the food max of gaming. Joe Fongool, a.k.a. Trader Joe. What's going on, dude? Not much, man. On my fourth
3: day of vacationing from work. Staycation. So go back to work tomorrow. So I'm I'm capping off my vacation with another Sterling Gaming
0: Vessels episode. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: It would be nice if I could get a day off. Um and that's another thing. That's a, that's another rabbit trail I don't want to go down. <laughs> you just got you got you
3: got to uh, make up some dead relatives of some sort, get bereavement
0: something. No, I don't want to do that because with my kind of luck, I would do that and something truly tragic would happen because that, that yeah, that's You don't want to tempt faith. Of, oh, know. I know. Okay, yeah, okay. You know, I, I don't I don't roll that way, you know. Bible says do not tempt the Lord thy God, and I kind of take that kind of seriously. So There you
1: go. <laughs> We don't do but,
0: that. Uh, <laughs> but we have a big news-filled episode for you. Just to folks, give folks a little heads up, we've got uh, some Gamescom news and tidbits. We also have some feedback from some of our listeners. So I think we have something real special lined up for you guys this week. So we're going to kick things off with our main event this week which is the Gamescom news. So, uh, Trader Joe, why don't you kick us off with a little bit of this discussion?
3: Okay. All right. And uh, some things came on about uh, at Gamescom. You know, I think the news wasn't as hot and heavy as maybe an E3, but uh, for the people attending that show in Germany, um, there was quite a bit of news. Obviously, there's a couple press conferences on uh, streams uh, both from Microsoft which we covered quite a bit last week and also from EA which I had not, uh, not that much of an opportunity to really watch uh, but uh, one of the highlights I know and this is kind of coming off of a, a tweet from you uh, Kevin is that uh, I know that you were sold on a particular game there was a footage of Star Wars Battlefront 2 um, where they showed some Starfighter Assault gameplay footage on there and I don't know how long the demo was per se, but uh, what sold you about this footage on the um, presser that happened on EA?
0: Okay, um, Star Wars Battlefront, the original one, I used to call it battle fraud because it didn't have a campaign. I think there was like a um, a single player thing that you could do, uh, but it was just like some, some brief skirmishes, and then you were just tossed into the multiplayer. Uh, Battlefront 2 had piqued my interest with the sing- with a single-player campaign. There was a focus, although we haven't seen a whole lot about it. But I was intrigued with that, but I was sold on this uh, Starfighter Assault mode. And the reason it sold me on Starfighter Assault was that it looks like greater care is being taken with the dogfighting, both in the the visuals. I don't know what control schemes were being used, but it looked like the uh, the appearance of space flight or the appearance of flight period seemed smoother to me. Um, I like the idea also as what was not the case in the first Battlefront, is that we're getting, you have to get like, you had to get like a token of some sort before you could get into a ship. You just couldn't run up to a ship and get in it with this dedicated mode. We're going to be, be getting access to the act, you know, the whatever ships we want to, we want to, we want to fly. Uh, Obviously there's going to be an earning, you know, you're going to have to earn experience points to get the cooler stuff. and, And I'm cool with that, but that, the, the graphics and the animation and the just the scope of the battle at, well, I'll, I'll call it the battlefield for lack of a, the knowledge of what you would call an air the aerial equivalent. It was just really impressive. It was just really impressive. There was a point where the person who was flying a TIE bomber flew into... The Bay of of I think it was, I think it was a, an imperial the Imperial um, I don't know what you call it. it's like this huge base station orbiting this planet. and uh, you know he flew into it and it looked like there might have been a route that he could have taken and flown out of it. Uh, he crashed uh, into uh, some tor- some type of support structure inside. And it just looks like a whole lot of detail is being given to this mode, and it's the type of mode that I think I can get into because a, I don't necessarily have to communicate with a whole bunch of people if the if uh, if none of my friends are online, and b, you know it, it's Star Wars. Um, I'm not I'm not a uber duber uber fan, but I'm an I'm a I'm a super fan and the idea of flying, you know, TIE fighters and X-wings and from all the different, uh, star Wars movies utilizing some of the, the ships that never really got a whole lot of play in the movies, like the TIE bomber. I think the only time I've ever seen one in action was, uh, empire strikes back when they were, uh, bomb running, looking for the, uh, millennium Falcon in yep. that asteroid belt. That's right um seeing some of the seeing how how those uh, ships that didn't get as much shine operate in that in that universe, I think is really cool. and it looks like a lot of attention was paid to that. So um, I'm really looking forward to it and I think that's what sold me on the game. Uh, I was already interested with the single player campaign, but when I saw that, those uh Starfighters, that assault mode uh, AI, I was ready to throw to throw EA my money. Throwing your money at your phone, right? At at my phone, at my <laughs> at, at, at Best Buy, making it rain at GameStop, whatever I need to do, <laughs> I'm ready to pick that. I'm ready to pick that game up. I'm actually excited for a primarily multiplayer. Shooter, which is very odd for me. If you know anything about my gaming taste, so.
3: Oh, any of us uh, going to pick it up? I'm I'm on the fence still because I'm not a big Star Wars fan, uh, but definitely I think if enough, you know, like if you guys buy it, I would definitely be in. What platform were you thinking about buying it for, Kevin?
0: Uh, my nephew is also a Star Wars geek, so he's going to be playing on Xbox. I will probably. I will probably double dip on this one so I can play with my nephews. Because if he has it, then EJ is going to have it for Xbox, and I want to I want to be able to game with them. So I'm definitely getting the PS4 version, and oh. uh, I'll probably at some point pick up the Xbox version once I find out that uh, the two both my nephews have a have a copy for their console of choice. So, how about you, Desmond?
1: I'm probably not going to pick it up. Um, not really my forte. Um, I'm really holding out for the um, Star Wars RPGs because I am a Star Wars RPG person. Not really into uh, this Battlefront clone. Um, (laughs) Battlefield clone, you mean? Yeah, Battlefield clone. Um, So, yeah, I'm not going to... Yeah, so... I mean, most likely though, if you guys pick it up, I'll probably do. (laughs) 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 Grumble, 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 but yeah, grumble, grumble, grumble.
0: But you know what? Um, I'll say this too: the assault mode, I think, will cover any disappointment I may have with the campaign, because in the back of my mind, I keep thinking that this campaign might be some good-looking fairly well acted uh, cutscenes intermingled with actually playing the, the game with a whole bunch of bots. And that's what your, that's what your, your single player campaign is going to be. I, I kind of feel that that's what we're going to be hit with because we haven't really heard much aside from the actress playing the, the primary, I don't know if she's a hero or the villain. Because she's working for the empire, so we don't know what exactly is going on. But you know, I'm not. If it turns out to be like a tack on with some fancy cutscenes, I'm cool with it. With the assault mode being there, so uh, I'll I'll feel justified in owning the in owning the game.
1: Again, for me, it just uh, it's just not really you know. This is not really my cup of tea. I'm definitely more interested in in, in an RPG version of my Star Trek games. So, Star Wars, you mean? Star Wars. Sorry, I'm thinking about Star Trek (laughs) because I want a Star Trek game so bad.
3: (laughs) Uh, The writer of the campaign is actually a former IGN editor, uh, Mitch Dyer, on there. So pretty much uh, he's the one writing. I know Amy Hanning, which is the previous writer at Naughty Dog is working on another Star Wars game uh, as well which has been in the works for quite a bit of time on NASA might be something to look forward to for you uh, Desmond and then also I believe um, that that, I think that's the Sledgehammer games um, one that is being developed and then there's another game being developed by uh, the same team that did uh,
1: Titanfall 2 as well Yeah I know that there's all these games are are in quote unquote development but where yeah. are they? Like I, I, I want, I yeah, want to I know. know. I want to know about them. Let me know what's going on. Ah, you know. Two thousand eighteen is what we're looking at, probably
3: for those. If I'm gonna put my uh, Karnak video game hat on, you know.
1: So, <laughs> Johnny Carson. These kids didn't these know who Karnak is. Come on.
3: Oh, hey, I, I know who Karnak is. So that, that's what counts. So, but all right, so yeah looking good though star Star Wars battlefront two star starfighter assault mode um, we'll see if I jump on the fence or not. so jump on the side of purchasing and I'm probably beginning it so I could play with you uh, Kevin. Uh, and then since Desmond's not on board hill, I might get on an Xbox so I could play with your uh, nephews too so hey i might I might
1: have an, I might have an Xbox you know one s by then you never know.
3: Yeah, I have my One S2. I, I need reasons to play it. So, I mean, maybe <laughs> a few um, multi-platform games um, on that console might do the trick and or an Xbox One X, you know, depending.
1: Well, I'm not going to do that, so.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's not for me, y'all. <laughs> okay. Uh, also coming out of Gamescom, uh, the future of Final Fantasy 15, the game that, you know, will not die. It's basically they're looking at more of a games as a service. And so they're continuing, um, with multiple versions of the game for one. Okay. There's a PC version, uh, there's going to be more chapter expansions. They're also in the works. They introduced final fantasy 15 mobile, which will be coming out for both, uh, Apple devices and Android devices, as well as hints about that version coming out, uh, for the switch, on there, um, the multiplayer uh, mode is has been in beta. On there, I've seen the beta up on PSN. On there, so that's in the works too, as far as adding multiplayer to the game. And so it uh, looks like they're just taking this game and they're trying to build and build and build on it. So, on us, so. And looking at the news and everything about it, I mean, I haven't played the game yet, but I almost feel like, um, you know, I need to get, get on it so I could get on that train <laughs> a little bit, you know, as far as checking out the multiplayer patch and uh, and checking out the other DLC and, and content coming out for that game. It just, uh, it keeps going. It's just like the Energizer Bunny or something. And I know, Kevin, out of the three of us, you're the one that mainly has played that game. I know you finished the game, I believe, right?
0: Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Okay.
3: So any t- time as far as, you know, I know gaming time is so precious as far as dipping back into this thing, dipping into the season pass. Are you tempted uh, by all of this content being kind of dangled
0: ab- about? I am tempted to jump back into the Gradio story and the uh, uh, oh, the guy with the gun. Um, oh, I can't I can't remember what his call name? Gun guy. Gun guy, yeah, <laughs> the gun guy story. Because they they even uh, changed the way his uh, his little story, th- his that DLC element is going to change is it, 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 going is going to be played. Rather, um, Final Fantasy fifteen was a fantastic game. It had its flaws, yes, it did have its flaws, but I it, it was one of the at least for me, one of the most compelling stories I've played in a Final Fantasy game. My Final Fantasy experience is pretty much seven, and a little bit of watching uh, my friend Damon play the one what's the the, the boy play that underwater soccer soccer game. I can't ten. remember ten. Okay. Titles, watching yeah. him yeah watching him play 10 uh so that granted that is the extent of my final fantasy knowledge i didn't play any of the super nintendo or the nintendo uh final fantasies so but the gameplay was engrossing i like the story i like the characters i thought there was a good uh good they they did the, they did a good The methodology and building the relationships between the the four men behind this this road trip I thought was freaking amazing and there were some some side stories that you would have to play in order to pull some of those nuggets out and really experience I I did that with with all the characters uh, at least the, those those uh, story moments that were not DLC. The the plate for the end of the year and the coming year is is rough <laughs> for upcoming stuff. So I don't know if I'll be going back to this anytime soon. But I guarantee you that Fifteen is, has a permanent spot in my game library. Um, I and at some point I will be going back and visiting this title with that. D, uh, with that DLC, absolutely.
3: Yeah, and to me, I have not played it yet. I've owned Kingsglaive. I own the game. I'm just trying to find the right time. You know, I, I kind of tend to play, been playing these games that kind of go on and on and on. Meaning, um, I'm playing games like Diablo and Destiny, where there's no end. Um, story in sight so it's like games I kind of play over and over and over and it's like uh, uh, where there's just the gameplay is the hook and not the story and I'm definitely looking forward to diving back into Final Fantasy 15, or even starting Final Fantasy 15, and uh, thinking about watching King's Kingsglaive from the beginning uh, trying to you know get the whole backstory kind of lined up Um, thinking about I know that there's that uh, 2D minigame too that was originally a uh game that was only available at GameStop that I think that was released for free on there too. I don't know if that has to do anything with the backstory at all.
0: It is well. his father's story.
3: Yeah, his father's story. So I might uh, check that out on there. But uh, I just love the fact that they're just supporting this title with so much content I and mean, multiplayer. You're dealing with extra, you know, DLC uh, fishing game on PlayStation VR. I mean, you just kind of have to almost like kind of step back and look at the amount of support that they're providing and, you know, future Xbox One X support, too, as well, you know. Um, they had a survey, too, which I was checking on NeoGAF. Uh, they had an um, episode at or um, an event at Gamescom. They had an orchestrated event, and they took a survey, and they're talking about that The, the basically the survey results was that there are people asking for the backstory of, uh, Arden, which I have no idea who he is in the game, but, uh, would that be kind of something that would, would liven you up, Kevin, Do you know, who Arden is in the
0: game. And, yeah. He's the villain. Um, gotcha. yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's all Spoiler. I'll say. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that would be, that would be really interesting because there's, there's you, you get an idea. You, you know who he is and why he's doing some things, but some further uh, extrapolation would have been good. And I like what this, this kind of reminds me of what CD Projekt Red has been doing with The Witcher. And considering how long it took Square Enix to uh, get this game out, what was this, 13 years almost? yeah uh, yeah 13 yeah around that time around that the tons of money that i'm sure has been sunk into development and getting everything you know the way if not exactly the way they wanted it at least to a point where it was a presentable game that could be brought to store shelves i think they're they're going about it the right way um and the more it the more content that's offered, the longer this title is going to be uh, viable uh, and something that people who have, you know, I'm expecting to see this game on Black Friday. Deals and, you know, for those who are, weren't kind of eh, on the fence about that's it when I'm getting it, <laughs> I think it's good with all that DLC, that would be a great time to check out 15, particularly if not a whole lot else as we close out the year is interesting you at that, at that time. So,
3: uh, if you really wanted to take the dip, uh, I know that they have the used copy of final fantasy 15 at Walmart. It's like my go-to go-to, but, um, the pre-owned price I believe is right in the wheelhouse of around, I think either 20 to 25 bucks. So, which is oh, not bad yeah, at all. Not yeah, bad at all. Actually, Yeah. So definitely look at, the uh, at walmart.com. In fact, I was looking at some of my walmart.com pre-owned games that I got, and I don't know if you guys realize, but Best Buy no longer carries um, uh, pre-owned games anymore on there. It's not available on their website or anything like that. So when I noticed on the couple of games that I got uh, from Walmart, it, they had the UPC that I usually see on, the, on a uh, Best Buy used product on it on the back of it with a walmart dpc like kind of over it so i'm thinking that there was some deal uh on their part to uh uh, buy best buys used stock and there's that's why i think they've been blowing blowing the games out on their website as well so
1: Hmm. that's good to know
3: that's just insider knowledge you know me looking at all (laughs) my deals and taking a look but uh you know, Final Fantasy, I'm definitely looking forward to de- jumping into it. Uh, who knows? Maybe during my uh, playlist I'll be talking about in the, in the months to come on there. You know, can't fade on Destiny 2, though. <laughs> nope, sorry. Coming the next sorry. couple of weeks. So. Okay. Now, next uh, kind of thing that kind of people have been talking about from Gamescom, uh, we kind of... I don't know if we talked about it last week. I don't think we did, but uh, there was this uh, game that was hinted out that leaked from THQ Nordic called Biomutant on there. It's an open-world post-apocalyptic kung fu action RPG on there. It's being done by uh, a new team. Furries, yes. (laughs) It's a new team, but it's an old team at the same time. Uh, The developer, is, um, the company name is Experiment 101. Um, but it's a Swedish studio that was co-founded by the former st- uh, studio art director and game director at Avalanche Studios and one of the key members on both Mad Max and the Just Cause series on there. So uh, I might throw some uh, um, bells and whistles out to you, Kevin, too, as well, just for the fact that I know you just love Mad Max to death on there. Yeah, so. it's
1: a good But, game. It, but it's also but the, but on the same token though uh, with all of the weird things that happened with Just Cause 3 when it was released mm, I mean Just Cause 3 when it came out had a lot, was 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 kind of buggy so so I'm really yeah. hoping that they have they have um, kind of addressed those issues with their quality control because this is their game um, yeah. so maybe that's you not know an this, issue anymore so
3: This guy might have left uh, avalanche before just cause 3 was in in the books possibly too oh, so okay yeah. i didn't i didn't
1: even think that about that so you're you're practi- yeah you could be right i mean this this could be you know an all new you know team from the ground up you know with with certain people you know re- being kept in but i'm very excited for this game i i think the the world looks beautiful the fact that you can customize your character with various different mutations you can customize like it seems like the 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 main thing they're going for and everything that i have read and seen about this game is is your ability to create the type of character you want to fight the way that you want and to create the weapons that you want to use i mean there's just a lot of um i think there's going to be a lot of lore in this game just because of what happens, you know, you you when you come in contact with various different mutations, you're able to change your type of mutation, have wings, get taller, get shorter, different colors. Like you can have, you know, fur, reptiles. I mean, I just the it, it's it's like a new way of like um, uh, customizing your character. It just seems really just like. Uh, It's endless what you could possibly do. And I I just love that to no end, you know. And and the gameplay looks solid. I mean, when they said, what is it? It's a a wushu sort of ninja turtle (laughs) furry thing. I was like, yes, bring this. Let's do this. You know, I just, I was like really excited for this. It's like, because you don't see shit like that. You don't see shit like that in games nowadays. You just don't. You know, this is actually an original IP, and it's like, it looks cool. I mean, Biomutant's kind of a, an awkward name, but I get it. It, it literally says what's going on, so it's like, you know, it, it would be like naming something, you know, Hammerfall, and that's where the dwarves live. You know, it's kind of like okay, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's kind <laughs> of on the nose, but you know, whatever. I, I'm excited uh- for it.
3: I love the fact that there's blimps, gliders, jet skis, and mechs in this thing too, and, and just... you can
1: and you can build the mechs. You can literally build the mechs and and have them be whatever you want. Like you can, like just to be able to customize as much as as much as they're promising. I guess just seems yeah. amazing. The, the game just came out of nowhere, and 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 for me, it was my like that's the game that I'm most most excited for to come out of Gamescom. In in my gotcha. opinion.
3: So. yeah and the combat's real time too kevin so that might kind of with a melee bent to it as well yeah it's a
1: it's a it's like a, it's an action rpg like there's no you know you you no run turn around base no turn base no, no yeah. turn base yeah, yeah it's action rpg it looks it looks it just looks good and that, and that one scene where he's literally it looks like your guy is running around on a hand a mech's hand and then the mech that that it's, it's like it's it's like you're you're riding a giant um, a giant thing from like the Adams family. It just looks so cool,
0: <laughs> you know. Well, and we I should you, and, we, and we should
1: support games like the, who do this, you know. Yeah.
0: I, I tell you, any time that you can use uh, customizations and it's more than either something that reflects on your stats or cosmetics, I think is a plus. So. Uh, you mix in some real-time combat with uh, with like you were saying des with something that looks like it's going to have a ton of story behind it you know finding out how this world got this way why this why this character can do what he can do or is it something that other ele- other creatures in this world can do the same thing uh, it would be interesting also if maybe depending on how you equip uh your character if that is going to affect the world around him yeah I, I would hope so yeah so um i'm i'm definitely interested in checking this game out so uh i'm all for it i'm 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 right there with you guys you know more creativity more originality um sticking with with gameplay elements that kind of strike a chord with me personally but you you cover that with some original originality and uh uh, uniqueness, you know, I'm there.
3: Yeah, and I did some crack research, and the co-founder of the studio, uh, Stefan Lungvist, Lungvist, and Swedish name, so you no, know, hear me struggle with pronunciation, but. <laughs> Um, he was the main art director of Just Cause 2 and left the company after the development of Just Cause 2 to do his own studio. So this is... Uh, nothing to do with Just Cause 3. Cool. Nothing nothing to do with Just Cause 3. Yeah, he left that. In fact, I know Just Cause 3 was kind of a... Uh, they had the B-team do Just Cause 3, I believe. <laughs> so for Square Enix, while they were working on other stuff on there, so just knowing what happened with that game and following up what happened and whatnot. So, but, uh, Hey, you know, free on PlayStation plus for all us PlayStation
0: members. Um, and woo-hoo. might I say a, a game like this sure would make a great console exclusive, <laughs> uh, particularly for a certain console that seems to be kind of a little struggling with that. Yeah, it could be. I mean, uh, you know, I, I know it's, uh, yeah, it's probably not going to happen, but, what I'm saying is that this is the type of stuff that your executives need to be looking into if they really want to differentiate their platform above what the competition is doing, or at least try to match what they're doing. I find it hard to believe that Phil Spencer did not know about this game long before we found out about it. I find it hard to believe that you know, he would not have been able to offer them. We'll never know if he actually did or not. I understand that, but I find it hard to believe that he would not have at least approached this company and said, hey, uh, whether it's timed or whether it's true, uh, why don't you put this on our platform and let's let's begin to, to match what our competition is doing with unique and intriguing original IP. You know. It
1: also could have been they didn't think that it was something that, that would work on their console, too. Right? And
0: that's why they keep messing up, though. That's why they keep, they. I, you know, I'll just say this you can't keep going back to the same well over and over and over and over and over again. And that's all I'll say. That well gone dry.
1: <laughs> 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 that well is. Yeah. That well is. Can't do can't nothing at that well.
3: And then to top off our Gamescom coverage, uh, there is an article on DualShockers.com on there that has awards, and they actually attended the show, so obviously I'm going to defer to them. They also had some Reader's Choice um, votes as well for that. So basically this is kind of the consensus of what they felt about the um, show on there. So their Reader's Choice game of the show – Monster Hunter World. So I guess the game demoed very well at the show, and uh, a lot of people were very excited. I know I was seeing a lot of threads on NeoGAF talking about, you know, this particular weapon, that particular weapon, and there was a new uh, map, too, that, that people were talking about as well that wasn't unveiled or shown at E3 on there. So so a lot of people were very excited about it. It also made the best PS4 game and best RPG out of the um, categories uh, on that website. On there, It's
1: going to be sick, yo. I mean, come on. It's, I know. I mean, come I, on. I, this is like, it's, it's like, it, it's like the radical son coming back to the PlayStation. I mean, come on. Who didn't want that? Who did not want that? I didn't I want the
3: game that. to go to 3DS to begin with. I mean, I love the Wii U version of Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, and, and to me, the Stick Monster Hunter 4 uh, st- solely on the on the 3DS without a Wii U version, at least, very disappointed. That's why I haven't played Ultimate, you know, 4 Ultimate that much, or Generations on there. So, um, I'm definitely interested in seeing what's up with Generations 2 or Double cross if you may call it. I know our uh, listener Raphael wanted picking it up on the switch on the Japanese stores so might be something to look into on that. but uh, I'm kind of keeping my even though I'm very interested, I know I'm buying this game. I'm kind of you know I think I talked with this this with you Desmond that uh, I'm kind of trying to keep my coverage kind of a uh, little bit light. On the game because I don't want things spoiled for me. I don't want to see all the maps in their glory. I want to be able to discover it on my own. And some some games I do go out on like a media blackout. Like I specifically do not try to absorb everything that's out there uh, just for that reason because I want to have that surprise
1: when I actually dig into the game. On there, I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I don't know if I'm going to be doing a media blackout, but I definitely will be like seeing you know what's what's going to happen. Like, I want to know, like you could go and tell, um, online. So sometimes I'll, I'll go online and I will look to see what some people are doing about, there's this guy called a Gaijin Hunter and, um, or yeah. Yeah. I follow him on Twitter. I know Gaijin
3: Hunter quite well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, and I, I like his, I like his coverage. So, so I'll look at his coverage about, about Monster Hunter and stuff. So, and that's kind of where my, where my, you know, stuff is. So, like, I like seeing the weapons and stuff. So so part of me is kind of like, you know, I I don't want to do this because I want to see what's going on. But at the same time, I'm kind of like you, and I'm like, do I really want to? But I'm kind of – I'm probably going to, though, because I just really want to know what's going on, you know. Yeah. Uh, No, I'll
3: check a video or two out. But, uh, you know, I'm probably – Kind of keep it on the the light side versus the heavy side as far as just digging into all the coverage because if you go on YouTube, man, it's like literally like you could just uh, be uh, watching videos for days as far as some of the coverage that came out for this, that, and the other thing. So um, most definitely, <laughs> and also as far as the editor's choices uh, from Dual Shockers, their game of the show was uh, the aforementioned Bio Mutant. On there, and they felt like it, that the game came out from left field, yeah. and it charmed them with its lush world, interesting gameplay, and beautiful visuals on there. So, not to mention this rather charming and furry protagonist as well. So,
1: it looks like Rocket Raccoon.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely interested as well. On there, best Xbox One game uh, they voted Forza the Motorsport Seven. On that, also best first party game and best racing game on there. Um, you know, I think on this show, I don't like sim racers. I think it's, uh, uh, s- s- solid to say that n- neither all three of us will be buying this game at all. We're not interested. I'm assuming so. Right, Kevin? No, I
0: will not be buying this game. I, and, and by the way, I feel the same way about, you know, uh, cars was it Project Cars two, yeah, and, or Gran Turismo uh, Gran Turismo Sport. I'm done with Sims. I I want arcade racers. Yeah,
3: I'm done too. I mean, the, you could you could take your Sim Racer and shove it as
0: far as I'm.
2: Concerned.
3: Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: give, give me a Richard. <laughs> I will ra- say that. I respect what they do. I oh yeah, no. I respect what they do because yeah, I played the hell out of Gran Turismo too, but um, I I think I'm done. i
3: I want blue skies i want the you know uh, sega gt that's what i want in my uh arcade racer i want my racers to get back to being fun and me to be able to do like a like a 20 second drift around a corner you know unrealistic as possible you know exactly i'm ridge racer not uh forza and if if Namco did a um uh, like a current gen Ridge Racer, I would be there like white on rice. So, oh, it's two of us, my friend. Yes. All right. Best PC game from DualShockers.com: Agent Empire Definitive Edition. Not a lot of experience because I'm not a mainly a PC game player.
1: Uh,
3: did you ever play this, Desmond? Probably not. I right? did
1: not. No. I. No? Uh, it's a sim type, right? It's more like an
3: r t s style yeah. i believe really,
1: yeah, I really got into RTSs, although I heard this one is supposed to be or this franchise is supposed to be really good,
3: yeah, it's up there with civilization, which yeah. you know I had, I had dabbled in here and there, but uh you know good on Microsoft I know that this i p has been floundering for a while, and this is to celebrate i believe a anniversary of some sort i of, don't you know if it's fifteenth or twentieth anniversary for this series, but uh uh, good on them to at least, uh, you know, give it the care and love to bring it back to where it's, you know, getting a award- winning awards at those trade shows. We'll see if, when it does come out, you know, how it, how well it does. So, uh, best switch game, Super Mario Odyssey. Can't wait, of course. Yes. Yes. Yeah, also best platformer as well on there. If you're lucky to have a Best Buy in your area that's running the N- Nintendo World Championships, I believe they have kiosk available that you could play uh this game at your local best buy on that that might be something for you desmond to check out because i figure san francisco probably has uh some sort of um entry point for the nintendo world championship so
1: i i'll have to check on that because i'm not really sure actually to tell the truth Yeah. yeah
3: And then best 3DS game, uh, Metroid Samus Returns, which is a great sign on there. A lot of people were kind of leery about Mercury Steam handling that game on there. And a lot of people felt, at least the editors of Dual Shockers thought that it was a 3DS game of the show. So... Uh... Good on Nintendo and good choice for those of us that are going to be picking the game up on there. Uh, I'm day one. I already got this thing pre-ordered. How uh, about us new 2DS owners, XL owners? Are you guys picking up Metroid? Oh, most definitely,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll, on, I'll, I'll probably be checking there. that out. It's going to be one of the best games that's going to come out for, for the system for a while. Yeah. a while. I mean, just look at the gameplay. It looks like It looks amazing. Yeah, I, I was kind of been watching gameplay footage
3: since E3, and uh, I even went ahead and pre-ordered the Amiibos, you know.
1: And you are just Amiibo.
3: They got crazy you
0: right now. They got you.
1: <laughs> I know they got me. Jesus! I know, mean, between that and the Monster Monster Hunter Stories Amiibos, jeez, dude. Well,
3: unbeknownst to me, unbeknownst to me, um, I was very against Amiibos at the beginning. But if I if I see an amiibo for three bucks at Walmart, guess what? I'm buying that damn amiibo three bucks at Walmart because it's only three bucks. It's like that clearance robber um, sensation. So I got amiibos all strewn about my house now. It's just ridiculous. It's like I'm looking in my computer room right now. I got Wario, Toad. I got a couple Fire Emblem amiibos a Ryu amiibo Shovel Knight. You know, so you do you, uh, buddy. <laughs> I know.
1: <I'm> just <laughs> wow.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know. So, yeah, I've literally, between Monster Hunter Stories, which is not getting a U.S. release for the Amiibos, PlayAsia had a special, and they had all six Monster Hunter Stories Amiibos for 60 bucks plus shipping from Hong Kong. Obviously, the shipping from Hong Kong costs 20 bucks, but hey, c'est la vie, c'est la vie on there. So, at least I know I I'll get the uh, quote-unquote best experience, so. And then best PlayStation Vita uh, game of the show. Surprise, surprise. We actually had a Vita game at the show. So uh, NIS America um, had um, Demon Gaze 2 uh, being shown, and it's won the best Vita game of the show on there. If you haven't heard about this game, it's being done by uh, the same developers that done like Operation Abyss, Operation Babel on the Vita on there they're uh dungeon crawler uh first person dungeon crawler rpgs on there but they're very a- anime in style uh, kind of like almost like a netrian odyssey type spin-off type of gameplay if you're familiar with that series on the 3ds on there uh demon gaze 2 is actually being uh, also brought out for the playstation 4 as well just in case you don't have a vita or rather play your games on the big screen on there so Ah, uh, best mobile game surprise! Surprise was Final Fantasy 15 pocket version. So, so I guess it was the uh, surprise of the show. And to me, uh, have you guys watched any of the mobile version coverage of Final Fantasy 15 at all? No, I have not. It's super chibi. They made all the characters chibi, and it's supposed to be basically the entire console game on your phone. So imagine that. So,
1: Yikes. Hmm.
3: Yeah. On there, they're trying to put the full game on there, which to me, I don't know if they're going to. Let's check and see here as far as if they're going I to would be free to
0: abbreviate that some way. Though
3: that's I a think lot of so, game. right? That's a, a lot of game. They're going to be retelling Final Fantasy 15 story, featuring Chibi-type characters and the revamped battle system. Players will also be able to freely explore the EOS on their mobile devices as they level up, fish and cook just like they would on the console and now PC version of the game. On there. They're also going to feature touch controls as well as uh, the entire Final Fantasy 15 story told across uh, 10 episodes. The first episode is for free, haha, and the rest will be treated as uh, in app purchases. So. It's episodic, no wonder. Yes. Yeah, price of each additional episode was not included, but the Pocket Edition does retail the entire original game on there. So, some you know, I'm Believe it or not, Kevin, they are telling the entire game in all ten episodes of Final Fantasy Fifteen Pocket Edition. Okay, that
1: it just says right there that mobile gaming is is the wave of the future. Unfortunately, yeah. like like let that sink in. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah well, we'll see. I know how
3: Japan is. Hopefully, there's still a market for No, console. J- Japan I mean, is
1: the one that's pushing it.
3: I know. Well, that's how. Japan is right now it's like you look at Famitsu and Famitsu nowadays they'll put mobile games on the cover of Famitsu now where it had you know 5 years ago that was like unheard of you know so
1: i'm so sad by
3: that yeah also the um they also won awards final fantasy 15 for best expansion dlc and biggest shocker special award for the um assassin's creed free dlc that's oh, yeah. going to be well, they're all brought just out like
1: assassin's it. creed characters <laughs> That thing's yep. that's so bizarre to me. <laughs> and
3: have you the seen, thing
1: about have that, you seen that Kev? I have not. Yeah. They're it's like they're running around the, the, I guess one of the cities with their dress like Ezio and all them and traditional assassins creed uh, gear. It's just, and you're like running around and jumping <laughs> stuff. It's uh, I, I guess they've done this quite a bit before when other, when other properties have, have crossed. Uh, but this is the newest one, and it's, you know, Assassin's Creed. So you got, yeah. what is it, Noctis and all them, you know, dressed like um, Ezio Assassin's. and all of, Yeah, Assassin's yeah. from Assassin's Creed, and, and it's like a story. like they, it's, it's an actual storyline.
0: Do they let them, like, scale buildings? Yep. and? Yep. Wow.
1: You can scale buildings <laughs> and also bullshit. And I was just like, yeah, I was like, what is this? <laughs> like,
3: yeah, it's going to start on Thursday, August uh 31st, and it's going to last until uh, January 31st, 2018. So, and so, uh, Final Fantasy 15 players will have access to this timed event, which will feature el- um, gameplay elements from Ubisoft's action adventure franchise. A- in addition to gameplay familiar to Assassin's Creed players, the festival will also include mini-games as well as a chance to acquire exclusive items, including Magee Assassin's robes for both Noctis, Gladius, Ignis, and Prompto. On there, so on top of that, the master assassin's robes for Noctis can be obtained by receiving the dream egg, an item available at the um, Moogle Chocobo Carnival, which is now live until late September. On that, so surprise, 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 just Final Fantasy and Assassin's Creed. That's like it's like the mashup, mashup of mashups, the chocolate, chocolate, uh, marshmallow, graham cracker goodness. (laughs) It's the s'more. And best shooter, uh, what DualShockers named at Gamescom was uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two. No surprise there. Best fighting game, The City of Final Fantasy NT. We haven't really talked about this game that much uh, since it got uh, announced at E3 on it. So I'm kind of wanting to see how well it plays versus the uh, the PlayStation the PSP versions of the game. On there, I played around with it a little bit, but the gameplay was a little bit too obtuse for me. I don't, have any of you two played the the in the prior re- renditions of the before?
0: I have not. I have not. Yeah.
3: Okay. Interested in it, or pretty much, it's, you think it's just Final Fantasy fan service, and you might give it gander?
1: It's Final possibly? Fantasy fan service. Yeah. yeah, I think but, it's I mean, fan it does, service. I think it it's bad, fan though. service
0: too. Yeah.
1: I mean, that, that doesn't make it bad though. It's just like I just don't know if that's you know something for me or
0: not. The gameplay didn't appeal to me. I saw I saw some of it uh, during the E3, some one of the E3 streams, and uh, it it didn't it didn't talk to me. I'll, I'll yeah. put it that way.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the fence
0: too. So you know, listeners,
3: let us know just in case you're excited or want to explain why you're excited for this. You know, because uh, you know I'm, I like Final Fantasy. I'm not the biggest fanboy of final fantasy i don't gush over like you know different uh, numbered uh you know renditions of the game and try to say who's the best protagonist or anything like that i've I played practically almost every numbered game in the series on there so but uh you know let us know just in case if there's something exciting you about the city of final fantasy that uh, maybe we're not getting or uh, kind of would articulate a little bit more about it so on it. Uh, and then rounding out Dual Shocker's uh, Gamescom coverage, best VR game, uh, Ace Combat 7 on there. I think that game in VR should be like mucho excelente on there. I've enjoyed Ace Combat games in the past. I don't know if you guys have or not. I have. I
0: played all of them uh, with the exception of, was it four? And the one that I really didn't care for all that much was the most recent one. I the, think I guess that'd be what was that six, or was that five? Where it was all Call of Duty, Call of Dutyified.
3: No, with, yeah, with no, jets. that was like that was like a side side game. It wasn't a numbered game. It so. wasn't
0: a number. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, that one wasn't all that great. I yeah. finished it, but it wasn't all that great. Yeah.
3: Well, that game is not just a VR game, though. It will be out. I know initially it got announced just for PlayStation 4, but it's coming out on all major platforms, including PS4, Xbox One, and also PC. So it's coming out in 2018, so we'll have to keep an eye out for it. So uh, best action-adventure game was Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, what they kind of commented on there, that with the many RPG elements that were added to this new chapter, it almost wind up competing in a way with Monster Hunter, which is crazy to me to think about <laughs> uh, Assassin's Creed and Monster Hunter being kind of on the same page per se. So, and this is day one for you guys, or at least I know. Oh for- yeah, for me, yeah, of course. Oh, and- I mean, come on. You haven't played that many Assassin's Creed games, right, Kevin? Uh, right, Desmond?
1: Yeah, but I want to play this new one. Like, they, this new one has really kind of like, like I don't know, something about the setting just is just like speaking to me, and it's just like this. It just seems really friggin' cool. I don't, I don't know why. I don't, I, I can't, I can't explain it. But just, just what I've seen, you know, yep. from from the gameplay and just. F- just everything about the game just seems like okay this is a game because like, i never really was a fan of the whole like oh we're gonna go into your mind you know and, and we're gonna and you're gonna do this and, oh, and i was like what no no okay can't can i just be an assassin please like the whole animus thing i was just like eh, like i didn't really it's just like this pseudo matrixy thing and i'm like it's just so 90s it's like okay you know let's <laughs> let's do something different you know and i'm and i really hope that there's there's no animist in this one because if there is uh, um, i doubt it i doubt I'd it would be really sad
3: <laughs> you don't want to see desmond in, in the game then right desmond <laughs> <laughs> no that'd be a little that'd be a little too meta yeah there you go <laughs> and then last but not least last game of dual shocker's games of best online game black desert online the xbox 1 version so so they said that this game is, without a single doubt, the most gorgeous MMORPG available nowadays. It's detailed characters. Wonderful open world and giant cities make it an explorer's dream on there. Plus, also the character designs have women be big, gigantic not, Knockers <laughs> for Ya-ya's. whatever reason yeah it's like you couldn't <laughs> so, say it you're like know. you're like
1: no nah.
3: <laughs> i could even i'm trying to be uh, articulate and not uh you know be. you sexistory. want us to get
0: flagged by Anita Sarkeesian nope. do, do you uh, do you want that
3: no no, <laughs> no. what's what's to say i mean korean uh, mmorpgs at least the ones i've seen all have like you know both male and female uh character uh creating uh with very uh, exaggerated. Well, it's just not like
1: the that Russian one, that Soulforge one. Ugh, Lord. Yeah, it's just like like you're a researcher, yet you're wearing hot pants. And like, I get it. You you can do whatever you want in this hostile environment. If you want to wear your hot pants, totally fine. But I'm just like, wow, wow. Uh, I don't want to discount Black uh, Desert Online.
0: I'm looking forward to playing that for sure. So yeah, it's one of the reasons
1: yeah. why I want to. It's one of the reasons why I want to get an Xbox. You know.
0: Yeah, the gameplay that they showed looked in, intriguing. I, I'm going to have to see more, but uh, it, it looked like it could be pretty good.
3: Yeah. We'll see how well they adapted the console for sure. And it is definitely gorgeous. So. On that, and on that note, that's all the Gamescom news we kind of want to co- cover,
0: at least. Uh, good good segment, though. That was a really good segment. So thank you very much for that, Trader Joe. And we're going to slide right into our next section we got some feedback and uh we're going to just we're going to talk about that right now so i'll just go ahead and jump right into it our first uh feedback uh message vessel box huh it's our vessel box remember vessel box okay yeah yeah okay i'm looking at i'm looking at it and and i'm not reading (laughs) our first vessel box vessel box contact comes from alberco And he says, I just wanted to hear your thoughts and experiences with the SNES Classic pre-order situation and how it compares to the NES Mini. Also, I was able to lock down a pre-order through thinkgeek.com as a bundle with Legend of Zelda chessboard set and a Triforce lamp. Thankfully, I like to play chess, and my son wants the lamp for his room. (laughs) So kudos to you Al, for being able to secure one I was unable to secure one through uh gamestop. I went into the store uh when when is when i as soon as i could after I found out that it, at least some retailers had gone live with their online um their their online uh, orders and i of course i was told sorry. <laughs> Better luck next time. Well, actually, they're saying, well, we don't even know how the, the clerk that I spoke to said they didn't know how many they were going to get. They just shut down after their guaranteed allotment was sold out. So um, I will hopefully be one of the people waiting uh, before one of these stores open and trying to get one on the walk-in basis, which will probably result in me not getting one. Um, what I think about it, I think it's a repeat of the mini. Um, hopefully, Nintendo honors their word when they say that they're they plan on releasing uh, more copies of the SNES Mini as opposed to the NES Mini. This particular prod, pro, uh, product speaks more to me than the than the the NES Mini did. There are some games that I spent. Many, many, many an hour uh, playing on the Super Nintendo, and it would be really cool if I could get a hold of this unit uh, and be able to experience some of that because most of those games I no longer have because I had to trade in my old stuff to buy the new hotness. So, <laughs> uh, brother was broke. So, that's how I had to do it. So, it would be really nice to. Be able to play some of these titles again. Uh, what are you guys seeing? What have you have you guys tried to secure one? I know Joe, you were able to secure one. I know, right?
3: Yeah, I got lucky because uh, I think one night I stayed up a little bit later than what I usually do, and I got a text message from my friend Dom, which you know got a notification from that wonderful bargain of Hunter Deluxe uh, Wario 64 on Twitter. Uh, got the link out for Best Buy, and so. Uh, Luckily, I have a Best Buy app on my phone. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, I frantically was uh, trying to get that pre order locked in. And I did secure it uh, before it uh, closed up. So, and uh, and then my friend Dom was kind of leery because, you know, he got the uh, wool, the rug pulled from underneath him with the uh, Walmart pre order that went up back in July on it so and in fact um, you know the day the next day after Amazon put their pre-orders up and they closed up in like I think three seconds because all the damn bots Yeah. (laughs) Uh, GameStop uh, put theirs up and then uh, was available for pre-order in store in fact uh, they were you know I was getting a lot of text messages from both Dom and my friend Jerome. And um, he, Jerome wound up uh, getting into the car and driving down to his local GameStop and was first in line. But uh, he was saying that uh, while he was waiting, uh, they're waiting for the system because the system crashed because of everyone's being so damn interested in it and them having to field the tons and tons of phone calls on it. You know, I think... Maybe there should have been more fair warning from Nintendo as far as, you know, releasing the pre-orders. There should have been maybe more um, systems available. That way it wasn't like, because I believe most GameStops was either between 5 to 10 per store Mm -hmm. on that. That's what they're secured. And obviously they ran out quite quickly. (laughs) and. I talked to one GameStop manager uh that day after I got off of work and she was saying that's like she just had a crappy, crappy day. Like, you know, people were just I letting bet. her have it over the phones and you know, try to reiterate to these people that one, that she can't control the allocation that yeah. she has and two, she can't go to the Chinese factory and make more. <laughs> so I kind of feel bad. She earned her uh, stripes and then some. And, you know, I, I would do surveys for this one GameStop manager because she's really good people. So, she's a, a gamer, too. It's not one of these uh, GameStop managers that are just like another retail flunky in there just trying to <laughs> earn their uh, pay, basically, that she's a true blue gamer. So, oh, And, yeah. you know,
0: it's Nintendo's doing. Nintendo, I, I refuse to believe that Nintendo cannot get enough and i be, i refuse to believe it about the mini i refuse to believe that they cannot get enough of these units manufactured to meet demand i, I refuse well, to believe can. that
1: No, they definitely can it's 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 a uh, it's, it's it's they're creating a scarcity because they it, it drives up the price so
2: well.
1: you know they don't they don't have to they don't. They don't have to do any more or any less than than they want to. I mean, they they can produce it. They have the technology. They just don't want to, you know. <laughs> yeah. just, well, they
3: they want they? Want
1: the switch too. I mean, well, I mean, it's, the, it's a specialty is... item, you know. Yeah. It's, a, it's a specialty item that they control. It's like okay, you know, I get it, but they can definitely do more. Now, for me personally, I'm not gonna do all that. So, um, I will. Play the game at Joe's. I'll play the system at Joe's house because, you know, the the, the one key word that pops into my head every time, you know, this stuff happens. And I get it. You know, you want to be the cool kid. You want to have it. But uh, emulation, you know, that's just (laughs) that's just the word that just kind of pops into my head every time, you know, this happens. It's just like, you know, hey, I'm going to get an emulator. I'm going to have, you know, you know, my fun. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do. And what I really want to do, I want to go ahead, and I want to like I want to do some arts and crafts. So I want to get like a cardboard box, and I want to like shape it like an like, like a Super NES, right? And 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 I'm gonna put like a little hard drive in that in that cardboard box with like a emulator, and I'm just gonna have it on my shelf and be like, this is my homemade.
0: You know, this is my homemade Super like NES. a Raspberry pie in there. You can just plug it in.
3: <laughs> There's people that put a Raspberry Pi in the NES or on the Super Nintendo, I mean, so just, it has but been I, done.
1: No, but, so. but, but I'm not gonna. So that's the thing. Like I'm 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 being facetious, but I'm not I'm not hating on people who want to do that because it's like it's a it's a collector's item. Like I'm I've I've gone to Comic Con. I've you know gone to various different places, and and when shit like this happens, it it's good. It's nostalgic. It. it Makes you feel good to be able to get it, and it, and it, and you get, and you get to be in a club of people who are able to get it. Like I get it, I get it. You know, just don't go crazy. Like I, I've been in, you know, Comic Con where you had to stand in line at the Hasbro booth trying to get a a, a toy, like a Transformer, you know, or a limited edition Thingamabob. Like I, I've done it. Like I've, I've felt that. You know, that that want that joy of actually getting it. So, so I totally get where the drive is coming from. It's just you know. You know, just just don't kill yourselves, people. You know.
0: Just yeah. You know? Yeah, like, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go overboard with it. If I can be there at a at a store before it opens and try and see what comes up, I'll do that. But after that, it that's where it's going to end. I'm not going to be, you know, trying to track. I'm not, I'm not going Hot Wheels on it. I'll put it yeah. that way. I used to be out, you know, like I used to do with Hot Wheels. I'm not going to do that because. They Nintendo should be providing the 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 fitting enough units to meet demand, and that that's the that's that's all there is to it.
3: Yeah, and I also like to throw a special aside. I know Al, you had to resort to buying that damn bundle from ThinkGeek.com. GameStop should be, like, flogged for putting these damn things in these bundles. I'm looking at these bundles right now that they had up at the time. I mean, they have a SNES Classic and a Mega Man helmet for $250. Oh, or a wow. SNES Classic and a Breath of the Wild canvas art print for $329.99. Oh, good
1: bucks grief. Are
3: you serious? Like, you know. You know, yeah. I'm looking at the bundles right now or SNS Classic and a Street Fighter statue for two hundred dollars. So Jeez. it's like <laughs> They are <you> know, just
1: <laughs> wow.
3: I I, I would out of control. cheek on
0: my black
1: behind. Out of control.
3: So, you know, I think at the very least, I mean uh if you know your staff at GameStop well, they might be able to give you the wink-wink, nudge-nudge when the, the lowdown is. I know I helped my friend Dom, speaking of my friend Dom earlier in the show, uh, get an NES Classic. Uh, once the staff at GameStop, at my local closest GameStop, the one I go to all the, all the time, let me know that if I needed a NES Classic, they were getting in more stock in. They kept getting stock in, so and hopefully the stock is plentiful that way i don't have to like you know get you guys hooked up but i will have to see you know as far as how that goes so.
1: i mean don't get me wrong when joe you know i talk a good game but when joe texted me and was like look and you know they're up i sure as hell went on to try to get one <laughs> <laughs> like i ain't gonna lie y'all i, I tried to get one too And joe when joe gave the text i was like well let's yeah. try it <laughs>
3: I tried to text you, Kevin, while you're on Steam, but uh, I know that uh, Kunukun Kunu gameplay was, like, in, enhancing you and, like, entrancing you, so...
0: I Yeah, I I never pay attention to my... Because I never get Steam messages, so... I
3: know, I figured that
0: much. The- <laughs> <laughs> I wish it would have called. I should have called you. But it's all good, it's all good. So... Thank you so much for that feedback, Al. And again, congratulations. I hope they didn't, I hope they didn't bleed you too much with that bundle. So, uh, again, congratulations on, on getting your SNES Classic. Uh, our fellow listener Raphael sends us this message. I read an article on Gamasutra where Phil Spencer outlined his new Xbox strategy. Basically, he made the case that he wasn't trying to sell Xbox One S to existing Xbox One owners. Same for Scorpio. I just accepted this as an extension of the cell phone strategy for consoles. Recently, however, I have had another idea. What if Microsoft's strategy is less cell phones and more Steam boxes? See, Microsoft, I believe, doesn't care if you're playing on Xbox or PC, so long as you're using their service and their box. I even now believe that eventually we may see Xboxes from different manufacturers, or perhaps an Alienware Alpha-type machine, with Xbox OS being the operating skin over Windows. They are content with Sony still making consoles and they are making an entirely different product. Didn't the same thing happen with Micro- with Sony and Microsoft evolving the game box to what it is today, leaving Nintendo still making consoles of old? I believe yes. What if we never see an Xbox 2 or 720 or whatever and just continue to see these iterations turning more and more into Steam boxes or TV PCs? What do you guys think? I am buying a 1 and 1X, and I don't know that this strategy will work. I think Microsoft has lost this round. There are so many PS4s. How can they catch them? But with this other strategy or way of thinking, it may not matter, and Microsoft may be sitting in the driver's seat of a new TV media box. Um. I have I have uh, my thoughts on this one. Uh, you guys want to jump in this real quick?
1: Um, I think that that's not gonna work. Was, I think I think they tr- didn't they try that already with the connect and having and trying to have you know Microsoft TV TV TV. Yeah, yeah, the Microsoft TV and having it all be a part of you know one one system. It's like it's like sort of like an end all be all system for for your living room. And it didn't work. People didn't want that. People were fine having, you know, having dedicated systems to do their thing, you know, like, you know, they have a dedicated system to do to do. But that's what I I think that's what we're doing. Like, like companies are trying to to integrate things like I, I have four different things that do, you know, the same thing. Like I have a smart TV that I can watch. You know uh, Netflix on. I have a you know a PS4 that I can watch Netflix on. You know I have my phone, so it's it's just like, you know people, but I don't watch you know Netflix on my TV. I watch it through my Xbox or through through my PS4. So it's like, I think people were trying to like try to get people to do everything through one system, but I think people just don't intrinsically don't want to do that. You know, I think people have certain things that they like, they like using, they like doing, you know, maybe I'm old school, but I just don't think that that's, you know, going to help Microsoft. Microsoft is definitely not going to let anyone, you know, build stuff for them. You know, I I think Microsoft is is too, you know, they're too hands on with with a lot of their stuff. So I don't, I don't know. You know, I just, I, I. I just don't think that that's where Microsoft is going. You know, I think I think they're going to put out this this super uber box like they, you know, the Xbox one X and they're just going to see where the chips, you know, fall where they may. I mean, like I, I, you know, in a future episode where we are going to have to sit down and actually look at, you know, sales figures and really kind of look and see, like, does this matter? You know, And, and by matter, I mean, you're we're sitting here buying all this, you know, stuff but what? But what's really selling? You know What, what, what is really selling? You know, we, because you we always hear that like, you know, oh my God, this this thing sold so well. You know, but 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 what is its longevity? How long has it has it sold for? You know, is, is it, are there certain things that are still selling? You know, if are if they are, what 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 are those things? Like, I, I would like to know. You know, because I know the PS. What is it? The PS3 sold quite a bit. Uh, after it's um, after the PS Four came out, you know, and people because people just knew it. It takes time for that old technology to die out, so
0: yeah, and like, they were still making new games for it
1: exactly. So it's like, yeah, we have all this fantastic, you know, thing and things, but it's like, you know, oh well. And and I think having, I think it's ridiculous to have two completely like for some reason. I I think it's weird to have a a no, and I guess it's not weird because you have various tiers of of different products. Like like you have a you have a super duper phone, and then you have a flip phone. So it only makes sense that you would have like a super duper Xbox and like a not so cool Xbox. So <laughs> I, I just never thought I would have it in in my gaming consoles. You know, it's like you know, I, I mean, I I just never thought that I would have that in in a gaming console. Is 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 I guess what I'm trying to. What what I'm trying to say it's just it's it's just weird to me, you know just just just, it's just weird. It's a
0: it's I guess it's like a redefinition of generations, or actually a disillusion of console generations. Now that that seems to be what Xbox, in particular, is trying to do. Um, Here's the thing, though. I mean, Valve tried with the Steam boxes, and it was very bad marketing i I didn't follow the steam boxes all that closely um because i didn't think i would be able to get the level of performance that i wanted from my gaming pc that's why i decided to go with either build you know building my own which is what i did or going with a, you know, like a boutique build, like a, like a, I buy, like a buy, I buy power or, you know, one of the, the other, or Alienware even, and one of the m- many other boutique gaming PC specific uh, boutique builders out there. I, my, the, I think Microsoft's idea is pretty much, you know, with regards to the Xbox One is that it's still a multimedia box. That's why they came out with a 1S so that they could separate it from the Kinect because even though they, they pulled the Kinect out of the original Xbox One, those same resources were still not being accessed by developers because it was still held in reserve because that's how the console was built. That's how it was designed. That's why we got a 1S. And that's why, even though you hardly ever hear about it, there is a performance gap between the original Xbox One and the One S. Is it vast? No, but it's there. And the reason it's there is because they pulled out from the, from the hardware those allocate those memory and bus allocations that were set up for the connect, they yanked them out of, of, of the, of the unit. That's why you have to have an adapter to use the connect on the 1S you have to have an adapter for it. So they're trying to, they're trying to, they're trying to correct, you know, though, those mistakes, but, you're not I don't think they're going to have a, a, a Steam box because number 1 Microsoft still needs retailers to sell the hardware for them. As long as they're in the hardware business, they're going to need these retailers and if you if, if they're going to try and, you know, bypass GameStop, bypass Best Buy by putting out a quote unquote Steam box like thing that's all digital they're just going to say, "Well, you're going to have to find some other revenues to sell your hardware. We're not going to, we're not going to sell it." That's the same with the same way for Sony as well. I'm sure they would all like to get rid of what they would seem as middlemen and go straight up digital, but they can't because, I mean, I think the last statistics I had heard of, Walmart was still the number one retailer for video games, hardware, and software. So they need the retailer. Uh, to To push to, to push the hardware out, and you know, it a digital a Steam box is going to be a hard sell because number two, you know, we, our internet isn't isn't straight on a national level. I think what what are we number seven or eight in this, in the uh, in the world as far as internet uh, coverage and quality. We're damn lousy, is what we are. Yeah. Damn lousy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Well, okay then. So that's going to you know that's another thing we don't have the infrastructure to be, to for there to be an all digital. There's got to be a there's got to be a disc, drive in that in that box. There's those there's we're still going to need that be able to play that physical media. So, you know I. I think Microsoft just needs to – I think the the CEO of Microsoft needs to make a decision as to whether or not he's going to want to make the Xbox brand grow or if if they're happy just trying to make it a service. And if they're just going to keep making it a service, you know, don't expect – a whole lot of ingenuity when it comes to uh, first first and second party exclusive software, because there's no need for it. If they're just going to sell you a Games Pass and sell you EA Access and sell you this, that, and the third, they can just, you know, re- uh, service-wise, they'll just sit back and, wa- and let the third party carry them for, for the content. If they seriously want to get back into the console... This whole console thing, um, yeah, great. You've got the One X. It's awesome. It's great. Kudos to the most powerful console in the world, in the universe. It's 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 the Gundam of consoles. Okay, great. What are you gonna play on it? That that continues to be my question. And while we're at it, that question needs to be. Uh, asked of the original Xbox and the One S because they're not separate generations. They're the same family. One just is supercharged and the other one is kind of sort of supercharged and the other one is the multimedia box. So, you know, hopefully they can get, uh, what's that, who's who's the CEO of Microsoft? Uh, Cy Matella. I can't remember, I can't. I can't. I can't pronounce his pronounce his name worth a darn. But Wanna I, give it a shot, Desmond. I don't
1: know who he is.
0: Yeah. Sai. Yeah, Sai. might be incorrect too. Um, it's it's a it's a an Indian uh, name, and I'm probably just butchering it. But uh you know, Sa- Satya Nadella. Satya. Okay. Satya Nadella. Um, I think it's, he's going to have to make a decision as to what he truly wants the Xbox to be. And I, that's part of what makes Xbox's current status so frustrating to me because I remember the hunger that guys like uh, uh, Jay Allard brought to it, you know, with the backing of, uh, um, uh, you know, I can't remember nobody's name, uh, Bill Gates. And Bill Gates had to be convinced, you know, of this. You know, for a while he was thinking, "Well, why do we want to do this?" You know, that's that's you know, Sony and Nintendo and all these other companies have tried to do this. We, you know, I, I, he needed to be convinced. And there was a lot of hunger and creativity behind the Xbox brand in their in their in-house publishing, in their create software creativity, and they brought that. And they took that same level of ingenuity, uh, bringing you, I mean, think about it, the original Xbox, yes, I know the Dreamcast and the Saturn did it before it, and for that matter, you know, the Intellivision and the Atari, one of the Ataris had a module that would allow you to get online, but... For all intents and purposes, it was Microsoft's Xbox that brought it to a level that made it mass, more of a mass market uh, co- consumable function. It required you to get a broadband connection uh, so you were no longer tied to bandwidth limitations that the phones were, uh, were, were giving you. Um, they put a hard drive... Uh, in the in the box itself it was graphically better a substantially a substantial upgrade over what sony was doing with the playstation 2 they made they made some serious strides and it had a first party selection that i think was freaking fantastic that i hold i hold their their first party selection uh, of what they offered in the same high regard as I, as I hold Sony's first party, as ne- dang near as, as much as I hold Nintendo's first party stuff. Uh, Crimson mm-hmm. Skies, Mech Assault, you know, Ninja Gate in black, um, e- even, you know, stuff that wasn't necessarily critically acclaimed, like, um, oh gosh. Uh, uh, brute force. All that, all those games, they were it, 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 they were freaking hungry and trying to make a name for themselves, and they brought that same ingenuity and excitement when they made the 360. I mean, it was built like it, it had it had terrible build quality. A, a kindergartner could have put a, a, a higher quality build together. Than then the 360. Believe me, I had eight red rings. But again, you can't deny the advancements in online infrastructure that really caught Sony off guard. They didn't think, and let's not remember, let's not forget what Sony was thinking. Well, who knew? Who needs online? Console player gamers don't don't care about online, and they were wrong. And the decisions that they made for their for their uh their system architecture completely different from what Sony did and in the end Sony was able to outsell them but it forced Sony to go back and really invest in what first party and that I think is what is sorely missing from Microsoft right now they have gone from Providing you exciting software experiences to just trying to sell you services, and oh by the way, here's this brute force, you know, super the greatest, most uh, you know, ultra Gundam console, most powerful in the world ever, 4K, uncompromised kind of sorta, and you ain't got no games, no no unique games to play on it that you can't play anywhere else. You know, so until they address that, it, it, at least at least for me, it, it, it's it's. I don't know, I don't know. What, what do you say, Joe? What's your what's your thought on it?
3: My um, long and short on it uh, basically is that um, what uh, Raphael's suggesting and what can happen is the Trojan horse strategy, meaning that. Uh, You're going to take an existing Xbox One. At some point, they're going to unveil uh, like a Windows 10 mode and that you're able to then boot your Xbox console into a Windows 10 mode and then lit up all your Steam games on there and be able to do what you're going to do. Like if you had a a PC uh, uh, connected to your TV on there. Now, I don't know if they will ever make it to where that front end is so smooth that you're able to, you know, have to do this, you know, because imagine trying to get someone with little to no PC knowledge, you know, to be able to sit there, add Windows 10 to their Xbox OS on there, and then be able to go and add all the different programs from Windows, including Steam, including, you know, uh, EA's thing, including Ubisoft's Play, you know, I don't think it'll ever happen. I don't know if they will do that if they revitalize their OS because, the microsoft the xbox front end at least on the xbox one is slow as molasses on there i don't know if you guys remember you know messing with the front end on the xbox one but uh that's what rafael's kind of getting at you know whether the, the system's uh, going to be eventually a trojan horse you know whether it's just going to be a, a pc in wolf's clothing for the most part and uh I could see where you know they, they they would definitely be a game changer if they're able to do it, but I don't think Microsoft's going to do that. You know, what's you guys' opinion? You think you know if if you had an option on the Xbox One X to have Windows 10 installed and you'd be able to play all your PC games on your uh, Xbox One X? That would be uh, something as a game changer for you on there, or something that you would like to do. I know Desmond, you don't ha- own a gaming PC right now. If you bought an Xbox One S and was able to install Windows 10 on it, would you do that for the simple fact of
1: playing games on PC? On well, would I be able to use like Steam stuff? I mean, are you talking about? Are you talking about having my PS4 emulate a? Sorry, my uh my Xbox emulate a um, uh, Windows what- PC. Windows 10 PC, yeah, because that's what Raphael's really getting at, you because, know. Okay, so if they're able to do that, I think that's that's cool, you know. It definitely will allow me to play the games that I, that I'm, you know, generally not, you know, playing for, you know, because I'm not playing PC games, you know. I, I think it gives a level of access that that gamers do not, ha- that certain gamers like myself do not have. Uh, I think that would be. Great, but will it happen? I honestly don't think so. You know, I don't
3: think so either. I, mean, I don't, think I uh, just
1: don't think that that's where their heads are at. You know, they want to
3: keep like, that. Xbox OS closed. They don't think they want to open it up
1: like that. Well, why but... would they? You know, it doesn't. It doesn't serve them any. You know, to do
3: that. Really well, that. they they would probably sell a lot of consoles if they're able to do that. Imagine if you're able to easily install Windows 10 on your Xbox, even having it pre-installed on your Xbox, and to be able to play like you know, name all your wonderful games, Hearthstone, uh, you know, League of Legends, you know. <laughs> To me, I mean, that would be the ultimate Trojan horse because, you know, it's not like Sony has a, a computer PC OS in their back pocket. Microsoft does. And I know a lot of Xbox fanboy <laughs> fan fiction, unfortunately. I mean, I, I could see to where if they could meld those two together, you know, it, it might work. But it's, it will take a large engineering uh, feat to be able to kind of put the Xbox OS and then put a a Windows 10 OS right on the top of it on there to
0: integrate the two. Especially since they're still using that Jaguar CPU. I mean, I I don't know all the ins and outs when it comes to PCs. But one thing I do know is that Windows is a resource hog. Even 10 is a resource hog. That's what I'm hearing from people that know a heck of a lot more about it than I do. And at that point. I think you'd be, you know, it's like, why not just get a PC? Because then you've got to, your box is no longer just dedicated to playing games. It's dedicated to running all this underlying script and code from a Windows 10 OS. And then on top of that, processing whatever game that you're playing. And I think Microsoft wants to incorporate Windows Store into this. And... Yeah, good luck on good luck on selling any software when so much of your of your first party games are showing up on Steam. Nobody's going to touch the Windows Store; they're just going to go to Steam.
1: Unless they unless they completely cut all of their games from Windows. I mean, yeah, they would just have to do that. I mean, that's they would have to do. They
0: would have to because, like, Cuphead is going to be on Steam. Uh, That uh, time that time travel game that they came out with. Uh, that came out on Steam, and the Steam version was better technically and performance-wise than the Windows, the Microsoft, the Windows Store version. So, Quantum Break, right? Quantum Break, that's it. Yeah. So it is. It, it, it might. It, it would be good. It might be. Uh, they were. I think they would probably lose a little bit more. Uh, it might be worth too much more trouble than it would actually be worth. But I do think they need to decide what they want to do with, with Xbox. If, If they want to just make it a service thing, then, you know, maybe, you know, not that they're not making money. They're obviously making money. Something is working for them because they keep coming out with one service on top of another. So something's working for them on that end, but for those who remember the history of what Xbox started out as, um, it, it, it's it's disappointing, you know. I'm not, and again, I'm not saying this is. I'm not trying to act like this is Sega, you know, Dreamcast type stuff going on here. But there are former, there are shells of their former self, you know, from a content perspective. So, and we also, and we want to thank, uh, thank you, Raphael, for that, uh, for that feedback. Folks, we got a voicemail, and it comes from none other than the Prince of OFR himself, Larry Blue Man Rule. And we're going to play that for you right now, and we'll discuss it right after this.
4: Hey, what's going on, Gaming Vessels? This is Larry, a.k.a. Blue Man Rule. And I was responding to the conversation you guys had last week regarding Xbox and their lack of Japanese uh, exclusives. And, you know, to a point, you know, Kevin's right in that um, the disparity between the, the titles, the number of titles that people are interested in varies greatly from system to system. But, you know, he pulled up the example for Final Fantasy XV. I personally own Final Fantasy XV on Xbox One. Finished it and the reason and he brought he quoted it as uh like the the sales difference between being something like three to one and as a difference um being sold three times as many copies on ps4 as xbox one well part of that is player base a but b i think the major thing is there is a severe quality disparity between those two versions and if you because it's it is serious. the the resolution, um, the choppiness, There is a there is a severe disparity uh, in the, the level of quality, even in the videos and things like that. There's a severe level of difference uh, in those two titles. So, the thing is, those those Japanese developers normally, man, they they cook for the home team, dog. They cook they cook for their country. That's what they do. So they do not clearly put in as much. Effort and dedicate as much time and put as much polish on the version that's gonna come out here outside of their country. They're just not gonna do it. Now, granted, there are tons of Sony's, uh, Sony PlayStation sold in America, uh, but that is still like, that's the home team, right? Any money sold on that goes back to support their own home country. So I wanted to bring that up to make that as a point just to remember that it's not just one-sided in these developer and and platform discussions. The developers also play a large role in that, as do the publishers. So when you have someone like Square who plays both, um, then they can pretty much do and say whatever they want to because they only have to answer to themselves. So, again, uh, good show. Uh, I'm going to try to cut you guys a clip, uh, a a montage clip, an OFR clip, man, but keep up the good work. I've listened to every episode thus far. So, all right, man. Y'all stay up. Peace out.
0: Okay. And again, thank you, Larry, for that feedback, for that uh, voicemail that you sent us. So I've been blabbing a lot. What do you guys think? Dez, what, Des, what do you think about uh, what he said there with regards to uh, Final Fantasy 15 and uh, Japanese developers kind of sort of playing for the home team first and foremost?
1: Well, I think that they do. I mean, I think... I think he has a point. I mean, uh, yeah, you're gonna develop for the people for your for your backyard, and then you're gonna try to, you know, see what see what it looks like in in the much you know, broader in the much broader world, you know. So of course they're gonna make sure that that it plays well for Sony, you know. Um, uh, having it, but but actually putting in specific, you know, things. Uh, I don't think that they're doing that, you know, and I would hope the quality control would be, would be up to standard. But I mean, if you're building it for Sony, you know, and on their, on their, you know, to, to play on that system, you know, whether it's the pro or the PS4, uh, you're gonna you know, you're gonna make sure that it's optimized for that and, and all the other stuff are just gonna be ports and, and are they gonna take the time to make sure that all the bells and whistles are are firing on all cylinders? Not not necessarily. You know, people got you know, these companies have time frames, so they have to get them out. Um, so I, I think he sort of has a has definitely has a point there. Now, I have not played uh, Final Fantasy on the um uh, I have well, I haven't played it on the PS four or the or the Xbox, so I don't know uh, you know the difference between gameplay between either of them or, or if the quality was was really you know staggeringly different from from one console to another but i do believe that he is correct and publishers definitely you know you know making sure that 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 it it performs on their architecture first and i do believe that you know developers and publishers both have have a large say you know on 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 their marketing on you know, the 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 people that they try to they try to outreach to to buy their products um they that all that all of that has a, has a factor into into what is going to happen and, and when people are are going to buy a certain game i mean i'll tell you one thing kevin you were speaking earlier about final fantasy 15 and how like you know there's i think it was, it was sorry it was joe about how like every no kevin said it sorry about how it's been going on for 15 years almost in which they were trying to really push Final Fantasy 15 and be like okay this is this is it is a it is a franchise in and of itself even though it's under the Final Fantasy franchise Final Fantasy 15 in and of itself is a franchise and they are looking at it as such and that franchise is on the is, is for the PS4 so i would think that it would work the best on the PS4 you know than than some than another system that that they really don't you know have too much i don't want to say love for but 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 have too much you know uh stock in so yeah um i i think he is he he is correct um in 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 what he's saying again about the about the, the 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 quality i can't really speak to speak too much of it uh about that but but if japanese you know, games—they're—they're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're building for the Japanese audience, and you know, th- I think that they're looking at—you know—what could possibly sell to Americans, because I believe that Americans, um, especially Americans, are highly fickle. We we are a fickle we are a fickle population, and and you know, if we don't have something that that we truly want or or, or can back, we definitely will will turn will turn our noses up at it. And I just don't think I do certain certain other um, Countries might not be like that, although I can't speak for, you know, you know, so many other countries. But but I do believe that, you know, the Americas are kind of like that. So, Joe, what do you think about about all that?
3: Oh, well, as far as um, Larry's question, um, I do not think in the slightest that they held back the Xbox One version. Obviously, they had to deal with the limitations of the Xbox One as a platform itself. Uh, versus the other versions, but uh, I don't think that they would intentionally uh, hold back a version of a game just because of the fact that uh, Sony's Japanese and that
1: Microsoft isn't
3: Japanese. And
1: but I do have a question though about that. You know, what yeah. did you know offhand what the limitations could be? Because cause I've always I've always thought, and please correct me if I'm wrong in the comments or whatnot, that that the the Xbox you know One S and the Xbox, sorry, and the and the, and the PS4, those two, those two, not talking about you know the the Xbox One X or the PlayStation Pro, but those two base models are pretty much very similar in their architecture and what they can do. Correct? Um, PlayStation Four has more RAM, I believe,
3: uh, operating RAM, than the yeah. Xbox One S, and so therefore. If you go and look at any face-offs, you know the lately it seems like over the last few years, you know, for a while that since the advent of a uh, digital foundry off a of Eurogamer's website, that a lot of people look at a lot of comparisons, face-offs, that kind of thing. Uh, since both systems came out, both PS4 and also um, the Xbox One. Uh, because of the fact of the Xbox One having uh, less operating RAM, I believe, uh, is that uh, traditionally what's had, what it has been, multi-platform games have uh, basically performed worse on the Xbox One, uh, so pretty can. much, yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot of the games running at 1080p on the PlayStation 4 run at 900p on the uh, Xbox One, and so it's just a point that... Uh, I believe there is, and the overhead also, I think they opened up, uh, like Kevin was alluding to earlier, the uh, um, OS part where the connect ran out of, that way to open up a little bit more of the uh, RAM, system RAM uh, for developers on there. So um, that's why, in a way, Xbox One X exists is because they're leapfrogging both the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 4 Pro that come with, with the... Um, the highest-performing or best-performing console to date on there. Um, So, But to me, I don't think there's any sort of system bias. They want to sell this game in the West. I mean, why would Square Enix be on stage uh, for Microsoft last year at E3? They showed off Final Fantasy XV there. Um, If you look at the uh, overall sales of the Xbox One in Japan, um, they have sold 78,000 consoles to date. 78,000. Uh, in comparison to PlayStation 4 and Wii U. Uh, I think currently right now, the PlayStation 4 uh, year-to-date has sold just about 4.5 million in Japan as of the end of April of this year, and then Wii U has sold around a little over 3 million units. So, yeah, Xbox is sitting at a a grand, a little under (laughs) 80,000 units on there. Uh, Microsoft definitely... Discounted the Japanese market when the Xbox One uh, console was the first coming out. I think they were considered as being like a tier two or tier three country for the system launch. And they definitely misunderstood the value of Japanese developed software. Uh, this generation on there, you know, you're dealing with the Persona Fives, your Yakuza's, uh, where, you know, Delves even, there's some instances where, um, an Xbox One version of a game will come out in the West, but they won't even bother bringing publishing it (laughs) in Japan at all because, I mean, you're dealing with a market of uh, under 80,000 consoles. I mean... I mean, come on. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any market sense. Yeah, pretty much. uh, They very much miscalculated the value of Japanese software this time around, and they're trying to make amends. uh, You know, Phil saying that he's making, you know, trips to Japan, and, you know, if they're able to... Like I said, get that money hat going, you know, seeing if they can secure an exclusive or two or even open window. I mean, they tried with Dead Rising, but Dead Rising kind of just kind of fell off a little bit, too. And, uh, you know, I just don't know what they could do other than just wait for the next console cycle to just kind of ramp up. as far as support for the Xbox One in Japan, I think that's pretty much a done deal. But they can't it, do they, so.
1: they can't wait for the next console cycle because they're prolonging it. It is. It I is know a it's a thing. Con- you know,
3: they are releasing Xbox One X in Japan, I believe, day and days, as opposed to it being released afterwards this time. So we'll see if it gains any traction in Japan. But uh, you know, just like uh, Rafael was saying, he feels that Microsoft did, and quote, quote, unquote lose this round i mean it might be good for them to get this xbox one x out see how the market goes for the next couple of years and then come up with the next greatest thing and then hopefully uh, maybe having that being their entry point in the japanese market we'll have to see but yeah i don't think i'll bet you dime the dollars larry that once the xbox one x comes out and final fantasy 15 gets a patch that that will be the best running version of the game they're not going to gimp this version just for the fact of it being on a U.S. console versus a Japanese console. It doesn't make any business sense for them to do that. So I would say kind of agree with your opinion, but at the same time, I disagree with your opinion. I think it does not make good business sense to go the bat for the, the boys at Sony or whatever. I mean, they're going to make this PC version that runs possibly up to 8K resolutions in the PC market in Japan. While it's growing right now, it's not exactly, you know the uh, most popular thing. Steam is not uh, as popular in Japan as it is in the U.S. and Europe. So, so, but appreciate the feedback. Hope you like what we kind of (laughs) retorted to your voicemail. Thanks for the voicemail for sure. So,
0: yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll just, I'll just say, um, this, this, what he was talking about reminds me of going way back in the day uh, if you turn your way back machines to 1982, uh, there was this toy company called Coleco that came out with a with a gaming system called the ColecoVision, and one of the underhanded things they used to do was they used to often the ColecoVision's claim to fame was bringing arcade titles to the home. Uh, in fact, that was part of their um that was part of their marketing spiel. You know, we bring the arcade home to you, and your vision is our vision, ColecoVision. And at the time, they had a marketing deal uh, with Nintendo for Donkey Kong. And Donkey Kong was a pack-in game for ColecoVision. But what they used to do is they used to make they made uh, a Donkey Kong version for the Atari 2600, And they made one for the Intellivision. I should know because I have the Intellivision version and it is complete garbage. Even in comparison to what the Intellivision was capable of back in 1982, it was absolutely horrible. And they did that as part of their marketing campaign to show people well, yeah, if you're stuck with an Intellivision or a, tw- or a 2600, yeah, you can go ahead and get this, this b- booty-ass booty version of Donkey Kong. Or you can step up to us and get the ColecoVision, which was hands and above, almost, not quite, but almost pixel arcade pixel perfect. Uh, in that port. I think it was missing like a, a stage or something. There was, there was some limitations in the animation, a couple of things, but it was almost a arcade perfect. I still have my ColecoVision All my games. It it's, it's, looks like it was manufactured yesterday. I'm, I'm proud of that. I, I take care of my stuff. But <laughs> that's good. the thing is, is that ColecoVision was trying to sell you some hardware and part of their marketing was to put out purposely booty versions of the game that they were offering for their console to show you how horrible it was and why you needed to get a Vision. This is not the case. They also had a version of Zaxxon, if I'm not mistaken, that was the, basically the same thing. Uh, this is not the case here. Both the Xbox and the PlayStation 4 share the same X80, X86 chipset. So when you sign for one, which which is basically a a, a PC, a derivative of of PC uh, chipset, you know uh, sockets and all that stuff that people much smarter than me can better explain to you. It's the limitations in the hardware that was the issue. It is just like it was last generation where the Xbox had a chipset that was far more closer to the, to a PC than Sony's proprietary... Uh, what was it? What was it? What, what was it? Uh, uh, uh,
3: uh,
0: motion engine, I think, right? No, it wasn't motion. It was Cell. The Cell. The cell, okay. the cell chipset. I give you as case number one, Bayonetta. Bayonetta was hands and shoulders better on the Xbox 360 than it was on the PlayStation 3. And while the number, sales numbers do not, uh, I'm not able to recall them, PlayStation 3 was selling better in Japan than the Xbox uh, at that time. And the problem was is that the cell was ridiculously difficult to program for and third-party developers really weren't getting the help from Sony that they needed to make better ports. And the Xbox, uh, due to its its ease of use from the programmer side, it was able to get more out of the chipset through optimization. That's why, you know, whether it's Bayonetta, whether it's Vanquish, whether it's um, any third-party game, that was also on PS3, Grid 1 and 2 come to mind. Um, you had the better version on the Xbox 360 because the cell, until later you know, a few years later in the PlayStation 3's life cycle uh, were third parties able to begin to get a grasp on the chipset and be able to get more out of it if they and develop the games then, ground
3: up, yeah. Yeah.
0: Even then the the better port was often still on the 360 at the end of last gen. So it, it's i in, in my opinion, it's hardware. But um, yeah. again, sh- special shout out to you, Larry, for sending in that uh, that feedback for us. Great, great conversation from all of our listeners from Larry from Raphael from Alberto thank you so much for uh sending that in and getting that to us and uh, giving us some some a lot of cool stuff to talk about yeah thank and, you guys uh, yeah and
1: uh, we encourage I, you all to come and we encourage you to do to do that because we you know we, again we value our listeners and we want to give uh feedback you know this is as Joe said before, as, as Kevin and I, you know, this is, we want this to be, you know, listener driven, you know, as much as it is, you know, a host driven, I guess, you know, we're, you know, giving you guys a platform. Let's have conversations.
0: Yes, yes. absolutely. We are a, we are a, a community driven podcast. And as we go into our final segment here with a little bit of news for you, we know it's a long show, but I think we've, We've had a lot of, dis- of uh, community based discussion going on. And we use some, again, thank you for that. Uh, Joe, why don't you go ahead and hit us with a couple of these news nuggets for us? Of course, we end yes. The
2: show.
0: All right. And Street Fighter V is gotten a new
3: character on there. This is going to be the last character in Season 2's Character Pass. Uh, they unveiled the beautiful Monat on there. So it's uh, Rose's Apprentice Monat. On there, had a chance to check her uh, kind of style out. She is very similar to Rose. A lot of globes going across the field on there. A does lot she, of people. Does she have a scarf? I haven't seen her yet. Does she have a scarf? Uh, she's Egyptian in nature, but yes, yeah, she does have a scarf. In fact, uh, one of her battle costumes, I believe, is like a, a mummy costume. So okay,
1: that's just silly. <laughs> it is silly. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> like i purposely didn't because when you told me like oh she's a disciple of like or a um of rose of yeah. Rose i was like oh yeah that means she's gonna have you know the the, the super cool like scarf and everything you know
3: well, we'll t- take a look at some some screenshots because i mean the, it, it made me think about street fighter 5 again because i kind of slept on that game in fact today i Repurchase Street Fighter Five. It's, it's sitting in my car right now, in the glove box, getting all hot because I forgot to take it out. So. You know, warp that CD, sir. <laughs> I hope not, but hey, I'll go return it to GameStop. You know, oh, if need Lord. be. But uh, yeah, the character pass right now is uh, a hot thirty dollars for season two. But uh, you're able to also earn the uh, uh, characters in um, in-game currency, which I heard is uh, very hard to do. That you have to like go at it in survival mode and just like. M- do her tour and start earning that cred and get open up some of that stuff. So, so we'll have to see, you know. Hopefully, Capcom with season three might come up with maybe possibly a Super Street Fighter, uh, five and then maybe open it up for other consoles besides the PS3, well, have, um, PS4, excuse me, is a lot to see. So, any thoughts on Street Fighter five and a new character? I think she looks cool, so I'm kind of excited to oh, play around pretty. with that game. Yep,
0: yeah, um. Her and Akuma are the only two of the, uh, are the only intriguing things about the, this, this season two. Um, season that other one, uh, the big muscular dude with the tires Abigail. on his Abigail, uh, from the uh, uh, Final Fight universe uh, series, I believe. That those designs are just horrible. uh, to me to me to me and Ah, i I think he looks kind of cool but that's just
3: my opinion though yeah
0: it's you know and you know i i am just not i'm just not feeling capcom right now when they're in their fight in their fighters i think they're being they're being outclassed by arxis arxis works they're being outclassed by Namco Bandai with with Dragon Ball Fighter Z in comparison to what they're what they seem to be doing with Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Yes, am I a Dragon Ball fanboy, super fan, uh, a ridiculousness type guy? Yeah. Yep. So I, I wear my fanboy colors on that one. Proud. I care far more about Goku and Vegeta than I do about uh, you know Dormammu or and Arthur. <laughs> so I, I get that, but when I look at the systems that are being employed uh, between, both, be, between both games one's three on three, one's two on two when I see what, uh, what's being done uh, from the developers of uh, both Blaze Blue and uh, Guilty Gear in comparison to what Capcom is doing with infinite infinite, it's night and day. It, to me, from, from art style, from licensing to the, the systems being employed, I just got through watching um, uh, a, 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 an in-depth breakdown of uh, Krillin and Android uh, 18 and 16. And these are not just mere skin swaps, uh, you know, placeholders these characters just truly, truly, truly play completely differently. And you'll be able to utilize these setups in your team to really apply pressure on your opponent in, in unique ways. And I'm just not seeing that in what I've looked at from infinite, you know, but you know, that's just me, but I'll be playing dragon ball fighter (laughs) Z and I will be playing that, uh, uh, version two of um, blaze blue using a Jubei and I probably won't be touching any of the Capcom fighters at all. <laughs> so Different strokes you know, for different
3: folks. I do have crazy. central fiction though, so I might yeah. check that out, check the out, but uh, I'll be messing around with street fighter five and KOF 14 until Namco decides to get off their ass and make a soul caliber six. They need to. so. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, Also, this weekend, um, the Yakuza Studio at Sega announced three separate games on there. Uh, First game is Yakuza Kiwami 2, which is a a remake of Yakuza 2 for the PlayStation 4. It's going to be using the uh, Yakuza 6 engine on there. That will be out in Japan as of December 7th. Uh, They ended this year, 2017. They also announced... A Yakuza online uh, game for both Android and iOS devices on there, also coming out for PC. Uh, what they're doing with the Shin Yakuza, this uh, um, mobile game and also PC game, is that they are introducing a new hero character because, basically, Yakuza Six will end um, the protagonist of Yakuza from you know Yakuza One until. Yakuza Six and what's the name of the protagonist? I forgot. No, hold on, real quick.
1: I mean, Crack- I'm excited for I'm excited for all the Yakuza games. I'm going to get uh, the Kwame the first one. Like I really am excited that they're doing this um, these remakes um, because I completely missed the boat on these first games, and I know that Joe was talking about how cool they are and and how i really should be trying you know trying them out i just never really like i was just like eh, you know whatever meh me. but i have to say you know it the the games look surprisingly like like cool you know I, and i shouldn't say surprisingly because because i guess they're always cool i i was just the one that was all nebbish and and didn't and didn't You know, take the heat of
0: of a gaming guru like Joe and and just, you know. Yakuza Zero is phenomenal. I mean, when you beat the yen out of people, (laughs) that never gets old. It's just, it's magic. There
3: you go. Oh, yeah. Uh, The character's name, I totally, I don't know why I blanked that, but it's uh, Kazuma Kiryu. Yeah.
0: Kazuma Kiryu.
3: Yes. That's my. Japanese is butchered all the hell. But yeah, Yakuza 6 ends his kind of forefront with the series. So what they're doing with the Yakuza online game that will be coming out for iOS, Android, and PC is that they're kind of introducing a new uh, hero uh, to the story. So, And then I'm assuming that uh, they'll be developing uh, Yakuza 7 at some point probably with him, or God forbid, maybe go on to a different uh, title for the game or something that way you're not just... (laughs) uh, Continuing with the numbering on that. But uh, the third game that was introduced was a uh, Fist of the North Star game. I saw that.
1: I saw that. I was like, what the hell? And so, uh, Kevin, just explain to to the
3: listeners how excited you are about this.
0: Okay. um, Let's see. Uh, Fist of the North Star and Ninja Scroll are the primary reasons I'm such an anime freak. Uh, right now. Uh, Both of those just kind of opened my world to what anime had to offer. Yes, I was looking at Robotech and all that stuff, but we were getting censored Robotech here, uh, at least on the channel that I was watching. So we weren't getting all the good stuff where people getting blown up and shattered and ripped apart. So when uh, uh, when those two the movie, I, the movies of Ninja Scroll and Fist of the North Star were introduced to me. It just rocked my world. Quick synopsis, nuclear war happens. There are these martial arts uh, experts. Um, and when I say martial arts experts, I mean like dudes can like touch you and your head explodes, <laughs> that, type, that type of stuff. It is over the top. It is crazy. You're, you know, regular yeah. sized guys that are overly muscled fighting 15, 20 foot dudes, you know, and it's like this is like everyday occurrence, right? And it, it is one of the best. And it's old, but it still holds up to this day. And it's probably tame compared to some of the 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 more gruesome stuff you find in anime nowadays. Definitely check it out. It, it it's freaking. Awesome, and when I saw the gameplay of this game, I got just a little bit just a little little sniff of God hand, and i just i could have i I could have done an Irish jig. I was so happy when I saw that gameplay, and I'm a black dude, and we don't do Irish <laughs> jig all that often uh, I was just yeah, give that to me right now put it in Why? your veins. Now, in the veins, in 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 the glass in the glass pipe, whatever I gotta do, I need to play that game. It, it I am so hyped for that right now. It, it is I am, I am Dragon Ball Fighter Z level hype for this Fist of the North Star game. By the way, and I'll say this, and I'll quit. I'll quit gushing over it. If you haven't played it, if check out the um, Muso. Fist of the North Star by uh, Bandai Namco, it's Tecmo, actually Tecmo coin, Tecmo yeah. Bandai, yeah, it's very good. You know, Omega was it Omega Force, did it right. Yeah, uh, it's very good. And yes, you punch people and their heads explode. It's not as graphically impressive as what uh, these, what they're doing over here, the, the developers of Yakuza are doing with it. But it's fun. It's cool. And the, one of the neat things that I like about it is that when you fight a boss, there comes a point where their constellation appears, and if you enter the finishing move of that constellation, it's an instant death kill on that boss. It comes up random; it doesn't come up all the time, and if you have to be super quick when you do it. But when you do it, when you hit it, it's it. You know, he goes to that. And yeah. you know, head explode chest you know explode all that cool you're, stuff already, dead. Stuff. Yeah, you're, all, exactly, you're already dead yeah you're exactly you already did so so yes i will stop gushing about that now but uh yes i cannot wait great
1: it, it's a great it's a great series so I just, yes yeah yes yeah
3: i'm excited for it too i mean i read the <laughs> manga
1: it's a little less excited than than, than what Kevin was doing. <laughs> yeah, like, like I'm excited too. Like no, Kevin is just like no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not gushing. I'm not like you know just. Yes, no,
3: I, I'm excited for it too. I can't wait for it to come out. So, all right, and we'll know more at the Tokyo Game Show on that too, because they said yes. that they're
0: going to unveil more information there. So. Yes, I, I will. I will probably be watching whatever. What, what whatever uh, uh, pressers I can I can see uh, for the, for that just just waiting for more information in that game I, more gameplay. I, I'm pretty sure if you could get in a plane and fly
3: to Japan, you
0: probably would. <laughs> You know what? I mean, um, like. Yeah, I it, you know if if money was no object type of thing, and you know I could hire me a translator. Yeah, <laughs> that's good to know. I mean, that's that's
1: good to know. <laughs> All right. And
3: other news this week. I'm um, kind of excited for this one as well. Um, Square Enix announced a remake of their classic Senken Densetsu 2, which is known in the West as Secret of Mana. Uh, the Secret of Mana remake will be out for both PlayStation 4, PlayStation Vita, oh my God, and the PC as well on there. So it's going to be out, uh, launched worldwide. On February 15, 2018, on there. So um, the uh, press release states that the game will receive "quote unquote" upgraded gameplay for modern platforms and a newly arranged musical score. On there, the visuals have been completely remade in 3D, as you can see in the screenshots and the video available online. On there, if you do pre-order on the PlayStation Store, you do receive special character costumes on there, uh, as well as three avatars on there. So. Um, those who pre purchased the game or purchase a day one edition within one week of Steam will receive the same costumes in the downloadable wallpaper on there. So um, Secret of Mana was originally released on the Super Nintendo back in 1993 on there. And it's highly, highly regarded. I loved the game back in the day. So any uh, thoughts about this, guys?
1: I will be playing it. Um, I never really got to experience it that much. Um, because it was on the Super NES, right?
3: Yeah, it was on Super NES. In yeah, fact, so it's in the NES Classic, as far as the list of games, that's on there
1: as well. So, so I never really got to experience it, the game. Um, I mean, I, I saw you play it, you know, and and I, 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 I will be playing it. It looks good. It's getting the I call it the um the level the the the, the level five treatment. Yeah. Uh, so and it looks great. Like the the. the the videos that I saw, I was like, well, damn. All right, then, you know. Um, And I really hope that... I really hope that they do that for other RPGs as well. Do that, too. Do that little, you know, that kind of level 5 treatment to them. I I hope that they do that. Um, Just to kind of reintroduce these older games to a new generation. Because those games are good, you know. And, and And not taking anything away from the original game and the way the original game looked. It's just... You know, I think it's fine to, to to show these games in this newer, you know, this newer look, you know.
3: Well, we'll see. Hopefully, the Switch is not ignored this time. Uh, they brought a Senken Densensu collection out in Japan on the Switch, which is basically they did uh, classic versions of uh, all three games in the series. The first game was uh, released on the Game Boy called uh, Final Fantasy Adventure here in the US, but. Uh, um, that was the first Sen- Senken Densetsu game on there. And then Senken Densetsu 3, which would have been Secret of Mana 2, never got released for whatever reason in, in English territories. And a lot of people wondered why. A lot of people afterwards said the game wasn't very good, but you know, obviously, you know, give me the give me the goods, you know, let me yeah, make let my me, own exactly. decision. let us
1: make the, our own decision. And I, and I really wish that more, you know, more companies would do that. You know, but yeah. I guess it's money, you know, they don't think they're going to uh, turn a profit, you know, for for their investment of, of doing all that. Well, then I, I mean, I, I can't blame them, I guess. Gotcha.
3: Yeah. And other news this week, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors has gotten a North American release date and a limited edition for the switch. It's going to be released on October 20th and the limited edition will include three CDs, a, dual-sided poster and a set of 25-character cards, plus the game, of course. So uh, one side of the poster will be in English while the other will be in Japanese, and the entire package will set you back a hot 80 bucks, which is only, like, what, 20 bucks above retail on there. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors is coming for Switch and 3DS on that, so get your hands on it. Try to get your pre-orders in on that as well. So, any thoughts, you guys? I know I'm be in there day one. It's basically from uh, Omega Force again, with their Muso. Uh, it's basically almost like a pseudo sequel to uh, um, Hyrule Warriors on the uh, Wii U. So,
0: yep, I'll be checking it out. Now I actually got a Switch, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: I will be checking out your house. <laughs> <laughs> Tempted to big, pick it up on the 3ds desmond uh i probably will i mean i don't i don't see why i wouldn't i i've you know i it, it, yeah i'm gonna pick it up good deal i mean I, I i again it's one of those things where like you know i i've enjoyed fire emblem when i played it so it's like, but you're you're more of a Musou fan than a Fire Emblem fan. I could tell well, you that. I mean, it's it's not it's not that I'm not a, a Fire Emblem fan. It's just it really harkens back to the time when I was playing um, when I was Shining playing, Force. Yeah, Shining Force. So yeah, um, but I never really played a game in the I never really played a game in the series that uh, that really kind of like grabbed a hold of me. So if any of you listeners know who have played any of the Fire Emblem you know you know games, if you wanna. If you want to, you know, tell me which one you really like that I should try, let me know. You know, let me know in the comments or leave a message, you know, send an email. Let me know.
3: All right. And next news story I kind of want to notate. PlayStation VR is getting a new bundle and a price drop Uh, starting September 1st. uh, The uh, bundles that will be available are going to be the... uh, The base unit, which is the uh, VR unit, plus a camera for $400 on there, $399. So you basically get the PlayStation camera for no extra cost. And then uh, they have the Super the Greatest bundle, which includes both the PlayStation VR unit, the PlayStation camera, two PlayStation Move controllers, and uh, VR Worlds. Uh, The game compilation will be hitting store shelves and will be a hot $449 on there. So... Uh, My opinion, because I think out of the three hosts on this podcast, I'm more uh, looking forward to playing the PlayStation VR. I'm still on the fence. Um, I know I was hemming and hawing Amazon earlier this month. Uh, put the uh, bundle with the camera and the uh, VR unit on sale for $2.99. Ooh. I, Ooh. Man, I was – in fact, I made the decision later on the day once that deal came out to say, okay, I'm doing this. Hell with this. I'm doing this. <laughs> and I, I get on Amazon.com and I find out that the um, they sold out. So pretty much – Done deal. It's like, bom, 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 you know, wow. whole shot. <laughs> so <laughs> Sorry, for three ninety nine, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still hemming and hawing. You know, Raphael messaged me on Twitter today, and I've said that I'm still on that proverbial fence. I still want I want to play Farpoint. I want to play, um, what's that other game? Moss, the one with the mouse that they introduced at E3. Uh, Valkyrie? Um,
0: Eve Valkyrie?
3: EVE Valkyrie, I'm super excited for, but I'm super excited that they released the game, um, going to be releasing it for all PlayStation owners. So mm-hmm. to me, that's another game. Uh, Battlezone, of course, is one of the games I tried out at Best Buy uh, when they first introduced the system. Uh, I still, I'm still, jonesing cause i still jonesing because I'm a big Battlezone fan from back in the day, back in the arcades, back when I was like, you know, nine, ten years old playing in the arcades at Chuck E. Cheese and whatnot you know and so that game kind of spoke to me too and it would be a day one if i bought the playstation vr so it's just all depends on my allocation of funds you know it's like i got that gamestop credit still you know like kevin referred to but it's you know, it's just finding the time one to play it and finding the two to you know to justify the cost too to me. Mm-hmm. So, so that's uh, my Well, number right one, now.
1: I'm going to say right now, yes. you're buying a video game console. You can't justify that cost because it is a luxury item. <laughs> yes, I know. Just buy it. <laughs> I mean, there's no justification because you don't need it. Yeah, I know. In the you end of the day, you know, you it's like, what am I going to do, do with the end that? Of the day. You do not need it. So just go buy it. You want to buy it, you want to play it, just do it. That, that, oh. As your friend, I'm just saying, just do it, dude. Just go and and knock yourself out. Just man, knock yourself out. You, don't be my pussy. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> because you've been him and Han, and it's like it's like the universe, I know. Is like, universe is like, look, sir. Like the best I could do now is just is just the market super cheap. You know, that's all I could do now. If you want yeah. it, come and get it. You know. Yeah,
3: I know you're telling me basically, shit or go off the pot, right? No, <laughs> man, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, go do you. You know. <laughs> Why well, I sit here and agonize over this purchasing decision over months. I mean, either decide to get it or not to get it. I mean, pretty much uh, once the Amazon deal went belly up, I just said, "I'll oh, screw this. I'm done for now. You, you, I'm not you're, having a really debate it. That's the
1: thing. Like, you're gonna, you're yeah. definitely going to get it at some point. So just do it. I,
3: I, I got that Farpoint, uh, you know, gun bundle just sitting in my game room just staring at me every time I go in there. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, dude, just, just do it well let me know listeners let me know what to do you know be be my enabler <laughs> be or... my enabler yeah <laughs> gaming I know, enablers <laughs> I, I know Raphael told me like you know it might be better off to see what happens in the future with PlayStation VR I know uh they had one executive at the GameStop Expo today saying that they're committed to having triple-A experiences on the PlayStation VR, but they said that Farpoint was what they would consider it as triple-A. So and I'm hoping more publishers like Capcom support the VR like with the dual release like uh, with Resident Evil 7 on there. I think that's the best way that they could kind of support things. And I know at least right now the in Japan, there's still like a big demand for the units themselves. So, and so I'm thinking that there's going to be uh, more Japanese support for the VR unit, too, which will be good. Uh, hopefully, it's good support, other than you know, Dead or Alive, Beach Volleyball three, or whatever crap. Man, I love that game. I love it too, but it's all about about the you know, all about the um form of the female body and that's not my jiggly, thing. jiggly. <laughs> yes the form of the female body in this oh, up, dude.
1: <laughs> it's <even> a lion.
3: <laughs> you know as long as i know zach's in the game and he's all bent out of shape crazy then maybe that Zach. might be a oh, lord purchase but who knows <laughs> and in this wonderful news segment uh there is a demo out on the playstation store available today on there. Um, actually, no, it's not today. It's, uh, yeah, it's available today. Excuse me. Uh, this game, Senko no Noronde 2, uh, which is a, uh, bullet hell shooter, but it's a combination between a bullet hell shooter and a fighting game. It kind of reminds me of that, uh, if you played back in the day, that, uh, Taito game, Psychic Force, you guys remember that game? Mm-hmm. It's, yes. uh, yes. character-based action fighter shooter with, uh, bullet hell leanings on it. So it's coming out for both PlayStation 4 and PC in the West uh, on September 6th on there. But the demo is available right now on PSN. It'll be able to allow you to play four characters on there. And the demo will open up multiple game modes, including arcade mode, offline battles, and training mode on there. So it's developed by developer G-Rev, which is uh, um, one of the noted um, bullet hell uh, developers of, um, you know, shooters in Japan. On there, they brought quite a few games on the um, Dreamcast and also on the Xbox 360. So they're kind of up there with Cave in the Bullet Hell categories. So, but uh, give this game a shot. I'll we'll be downloading this and checking it out this week as well. I just want to make a mention to you guys, just in case you want to check it out as well. So,
0: okay, all right, That's okay, good. folks. So. We are running extra extra long, so I think we're gonna skip the playlist. Oh, we could uh, read it. Why don't we read
3: sure. it and go through what's on there? And just kind of just be real brief. No, the playlist.
0: I'm I was saying goes right oh. into oh oh the drop. Yeah. Okay, my bad. Go right into the drop. Yeah, mm. we're gonna play. We're gonna skip the playlist. We're gonna re- head up right into the drop, which will be our final section. Okay. Uh, so. Dez, so, why don't you tell folks what's coming
1: out? All righty. All these games are coming out this week. So definitely, you know, tune in. Go. Uh, I say tune in, but go to your, you know, your retailer and go get these games. They're all coming out this week. So we got Everybody's Golf or a PS4. We have a game that I am, am actually, you know, eagerly waiting to play after we get done with this podcast. <laughs> it's Absolver because I pre-ordered it. It's downloaded on my PS4 and it's it's waiting for me it's calling me i cannot wait to put that mask and kick joe's butt i mean and play the game you know so <laughs> uh, <laughs> another and that's coming up for ps4 and pc yeah. i'm playing on the ps4 so we will definitely be I I can't wait until we can all like you know have a have a a gaming vessels clan you know a gaming vessels kung fu school you know we train others you know and then we go around like our like a gang and just like kick this shit up anyway um <laughs> next game is uh Wind Jammers for PS4 um yes. another game that's coming out is uh the Metro Slay the Dance Floor For PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And I had no idea what this game was until Joe posted it. And I looked at it. And the fact that it is a dancing uh, RPG game, like a rhythm game, but it's an RPG I don't know like I am I am scared, but I am I, I, I am amused by it because I played the crap out of uh, uh, Bust the Groove and Space Channel 5. Like I played the crap out of all those like those rhythm games and I played Rhythm Heaven, you know. So the fact that it's an actual like rhythm RPG is like I, 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 I I'm titillated. Now, I'm going to ask you guys. Does this even sound remotely like any anything either of you would play? Like seriously. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. Hey, hey, you, you said that about Persona. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know. I like
3: rhythm games, so I mean, so I might give it a shot. So. I mean,
1: it, it's it, I mean, you never know.
3: But. There's a, there's another game that's also, actually in the same genre, the uh, Crypto the Necro Dancer that came out come out for PlayStation Four in the past, so. So I've seen it on the the fact it was recently up on the flash sale too, and that's the same thing. It's a rhythm RPG as well. It's a fact. The Krypton the Necrodancer is actually a rhythm roguelike,
1: if you can imagine that. Okay, well, you know what, people? We need to support games like this because they are breaking new territory and genres that we didn't know existed. We didn't know that we needed this. I didn't know I needed this, but I do, and I think you do too. Um, Next game is Dead Alliance, and that's coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. We also have Pillars of Eternity, and I am excited as hell for this game. It's coming out for PS4 and Xbox One. I watched a lot of uh, Let's Plays. About this game, it it is you know if you ever played like Icewind Dale or you know all those old, um, Bioware, uh, kind of it's like, it's like the the Baldur's Gate in those games. It was made yeah. by X Bald Baldur's Gate um, uh, programmers and stuff, and they basically wanted to make another game in that. In that genre, and they kickstarted it. You know, got you know uh, enough money to do it, and there's a second one coming out, and it's finally being coming. It's finally coming to console. So if you've played like, you know, um, what was the one that I really really enjoyed? Um, the one that came out last a couple years ago. It's, it, it, if you played any of those games, you know, like the first, or, uh, the first um, Fallout games, one and two, Wasteland two, like those games. Uh, is- isometric games. That's what Pillars of Eternity is, but it is a it is a very long, uh, you know, RPG like game. I am excited for it. I will be playing it. I cannot wait. Either, either of you, does this strike a chord with either of you? Um, having a strategic element, or or no, or uh, I have not dabbled in any of the like,
3: uh, you know, Baldur's Gate by any of the Obsidian, like, uh, more... Because they're more character-driven. They're not mechanics-driven. It's oh, no, no, they like are.
1: No, no, they... they I, I'll challenge you on that. It is very, very mechanical-driven and how you have to kind of micromanage your characters. And it's, you know, it's sort of like... It's like almost like an XCOM, but you don't use, you know, cover and stuff like that. En- environmental hazards are there. You know, it, it's, it's turn-based. You know, but but you, it's positioning. It, it it the combat can be very, very, very detailed. Um. So yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know how far I'm gonna get on it because sometimes I get really frustrated in those games. But it looks good.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm interested, but I'm like you know I'm haven't really played a uh, U.S. developed RPG like this, and like with a lot more detailing towards the characters and kind of thing i'm more of a jrpg fan so well, that's the reason why i'm super uh, I'll, I'll have to play it at your house and see what i feel oh, it, so.
1: of <laughs> <laughs> well you're more than welcome to sir Um uh, okay next game's coming out is resident evil revelations for ps4 okay. xbox one all right we yep. have uh white day a labyrinth named school ps4 pc uh surf world series which sounds like a game that Joe's definitely going to want to pay because he loves to hang ten. Uh, PS4, uh, Xbox One, and PC. We have Life is Strange Before the Storm yeah. Episode 1 for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. I did not play any of those games or that game beforehand. I mean, the it, it seemed kind of weird. She's, like, traveling through time or something, and she can change to pass. It's sort of like this weird darn, Donnie Darko or Donna Darko kind of thing. I don't know. Just... The whole the whole thing kind of was kind of weird for me. Did either of you play Life is Strange? I did not. I, I bought it, but it's on my backlog right now. So. <laughs> okay, so we have Record: Definitive Edition for Xbox One and PC. Uh, it will be a game that I will be picking up when I get my Xbox One uh, S. I will be playing that game. Uh, Warriors All Warriors All Stars for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. That sounds like a game that you would be interested in, Kevin. You. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> so what is it about this game that you're really excited about?
0: It's got all the Dynasty Warriors folks. It's got real Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden, and that's all I needed to know. <laughs> um, it, it's also uh, showcasing, a, a, I don't know if it's the same engine being used in uh, Dynasty Warriors 9, but it's, it's the same one for sure that's in Spirit of Sonata, and it looks really good. Uh, so I'm, I really like the engine that they're utilizing with it. And so it's a, it's a Musou game. It's a Warriors game and it's got like the dude from Neo and a whole bunch of folks. Some folks I've heard of before, some folks I haven't. It's just like a, like a blender of it's a
3: mashup. yeah,
0: Mashup. Yeah. of All these, and I'm going to be slaughtering <laughs> hundreds and hundreds and thousands of enemies on screen and I can't wait. So Are you going to be
1: PC, NPCs? Sorry guys. Are you
3: going to be buying this on PC, Kevin, or on PS4? No, I'm getting the PS4 version. I, you know, with the system you have, um, they have 4K as long as you have a GTX 980. So, mm-hmm. so I'm sure it has controller support too.
0: So, yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. So, yeah, I, was, I still probably, I, yeah. I can easy. see, I it's get my easier.
1: 20%. Yeah, and it's just easier. Like, I'm sorry, it is easier to play on a console. For me, it just feels it feels right. To play on a console, anyway. <laughs> uh, next game is uh Yakuza: Kiwami, where I know all of us are gonna buy this game. I'm probably gonna try to get the steel, the still book edition, uh, because damn Joe got me getting this these still books at, at um at a uh, Best Buy because I get that gamers unlocked, so I just pre order it and get my still book. Damn it, Joe. Yeah,
3: it's it's a hot the uh,
1: twenty nine ninety nine retail. So I mean, it's, I think it's twenty six ninety nine a- is what we get it for. 2399. 2399. 23.99 23.99 is what we get it for so i'm just like you guys i slept for a long time on that gamers unlocked and then i just said you know screw it i'm gonna do it and i have never regretted it since so if you if you buy games get that gamers unlocked seriously i shouldn't have slept on it uh next game is uh Redout out light speed edition so um, all right yeah i know joe's excited about this game why are you excited about this game joe
3: um, Because it's a kind of a homage of all the wonderful racers, uh, F-Zero, Wipe um, Wipeout. Uh, also, like that one game that came out, trying to think of the name of it, but uh, like re- <laughs> no, uh, Rollout, Rollout. There well, you go. Well, okay. Yeah. So it's like a futuristic racer, basically, and uh, just looks good. And it got good ratings on Steam and uh, just... Something that just speaks to me. I you know, kind of sad that I looked at this game coming out and I came to realize I haven't even played Wipeout that much, the remastered edition. So, I'm going to rectify that in the next couple of weeks and also pick this one up as well. So, so it's uh, forty bucks uh, retail for both Xbox One, and PS4. So yeah, so uh,
1: mm. yeah, but we can have another you know you know gaming festival tonight and we can all race each other. Like that was one thing that we used to do uh, for. Uh, for other, you know, gaming, gaming husbands, uh, we used to get together and race sparrows in Destiny. So, as a group, so you guys, we do, we play everything. You know, we race games, fighting games. You know, you name it. And the last game that's coming out, you know, on our list, there's probably tons of stuff coming out, is uh, Mario versus Rabbits Kingdom Battle for the Switch. And I know people were like, "What the hell, Mario and Rabbits?" But all the reviews that I have read and have watched says this game is actually pretty good. You know, it, it's a strategy. It's, it's like XCOM with, like, rabbits in the Mario world. And it says that the, the two gaming franchises come together in a mash, in, a, in like a giant, you know, smoothie of colorful goodness. So I, I think both of you guys will be getting this. Is that correct, or...? Actually, I'm not going to buy it at launch.
3: I'm going to keep an eye on it, but there's too many games coming out this week. Too, too many, many games.
1: games. Kevin, are you going to get Mario? I will, but not right now. Okay. I mean, yeah, it I'm, seems I'm... like one of those games that you kind of wait on, too. I mean, if I had one, I probably wouldn't buy it as soon as either, so I'm not, I I don't blame you.
3: I mean, out of the games this week, I'm buying, like, I think, what uh, Everybody's Golf. I got pre-order. I got Absolver going. I'm going to buy Windjammers. Jammers. got i got white day pre-ordered you know i know you didn't go in detail about that game um also what uh, warriors all-stars Wait, is that got... about charlottesville <laughs>
1: no sorry. it's not about charlottesville sorry. wow <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> i mean that's why i kind of like moved through it it was like white day a labyrinth named school and it's like okay it's about an all-white prep school with like a killer labyrinth at the bottom like i don't think this game is gonna be for me it's it's a survival
3: horror game it's a korean uh, developed survival horror game so i know (laughs) i know neither of you too no no yeah so but so it wasn't not,
1: just, so it wasn't that far off is what you're trying to tell me <laughs> yeah yes yeah, so it's, it's it's highly rated
3: it's gotten good ratings above the board and so um it, it's like almost like an old school homage to the survival horror genre so i am all up in there you know there's a retail version that will be available you could get from other retailers amazon for whatever reason as won't have the game for like three to four weeks from now but with that's my insane. backlog and with the many amounts of games coming out this week, that's a good thing, not a bad thing. So,
1: cool. I mean, that, well, that's it, everybody. That's that's the games that are coming out this week. And uh, yeah, like Joe said, lots of games. Go get your you know gamers unlocked or whatever you know you need to do. Go buy these games and you know play them.
3: Go rob a bank or go yeah, trade in some that. games. <laughs> <lose> <laughs> a don't do that. Bank. Don't listen to Joe. Break
1: your Yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to Joe. <laughs> plasma, go steal that plasma.
3: Don't get you killed, oh, yo. Gosh.
0: no, no, no. Ain't that ain't that serious? Ain't I that know serious. It ain't that serious. <laughs> got Black Friday coming, yeah. Yeah. I know. But uh, with that, folks, we're gonna move into a quick uh, thing about our game nights. Our game nights are Thursday every Thursday evening, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, some of the games that we'll, what we will have in our rotation, Everybody's Golf, Killing Floor 2, Diablo 3, Ultimate Evil Edition, uh, and whatever you guys might want to bring to the table, let us know. Uh, it's highly likely that we all have it. So uh, you can contact us on the social medias at Twitter. You can find us, find Trader Joe at Joe Fongul. You can find me at shonuff 71 You can find Dez at NemoCub. And on PSN, you can find Joe at Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. I am shonuff 7 And Dez is at NemoTigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. So. With that, we know it's been a long show, folks, (laughs) but I think we had a lot of... uh, You you got your money's worth in entertainment, I hope. If you stuck with us this long, you know, uh, (laughs) thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. And we have something on the docket for next week,
3: so um, send your emails, send your Twitter uh, responses. Uh, We will be covering top three FPS titles of all time. We'll be also discussing our top three FPS titles, of course, as part of the discussion. Um, listeners who submit their top three will have a chance to win uh, straight for the PlayStation 4 and also a copy of Homefront, the Revolution for PlayStation 4, and other goodies unbeknownst to me right now, but we'll make it good. We'll
0: make it good. So, okay. Look at that, y'all. Okay. You get stuff. A contest. You get, you, you get stuff for hanging out with us. Yes. And uh, Joe, can they su- make those submissions to uh, gamingvessels at gmail.com?
1: Of course, or on Twitter
3: if you want to just go and submit your top three if it fits within the character limitations on there. You could also DM us on Twitter as well on there. Uh, be our friends.
1: Come on. Yeah, send us can, a hey, friend you, request. You, hey, you can also send us a voicemail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yes, you can. We, it's, it's so easy.
0: What is the, what is our voice number?
3: We don't have a voice number. Um, Larry wound up sending an MP3 to us. So. Oh, okay. oh, okay.
1: I, thought, I, I okay. totally I was thought was. Had... <laughs> no, Thanks, we don't Larry. have no set up. so we have yeah, yo, we have MP3s. If you want to, if you want to send us an MP3, we'll put you on the show. You know, which is good. You know, if if you if you want to send us an MP3 and ask us a question, hey, you know, we'll we'll put it on the show like we did today. So just, you know, we we're trying again, listener-driven podcast. Let's make this happen, folks.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And folks, with that, we're going to bring episode 15 to a close. I am shownuff 71. That is the Bay Area Terror Nemo Cub. That is the Food Max of Gaming Trader Joe. And me. we will catch you next week with episode 16. Send us that, send us your top three FPSs. Enter that contest. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again next week. Peace.